0: Most of the time,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's talk. Let's let's start off. Graham Graham W. Vebke asks, Do you like Western or spaghetti Western movies? I do. I do. I don't understand what the difference is. There's a big difference. Do you know
0: why they're referred to as spaghetti Western? They have Italian directors, right? No, more than that, they're mostly made in Italy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because it was it was cheap, and they would make they make a lot of stuff over there. And so all your spaghetti westerns have a different flair. Just, it's just a lot like uh, uh, European platformers versus American platformers. Like they had a different take on the whole western theme. And so what you got out of this was some was some unusual music, some unusual uh, casting, and some uh, a very interesting plots and whatnot for these films. Uh, I don't know how many of the old Clint Eastwood movies you've seen. I, they seem violent. There, well, I mean, compared to today's films, are you kidding me? But like, uh,
1: uh, I love like Pale Rider and uh, 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 there's, there, you know, Clint Eastwood did a lot. He played like soldiers and cowboys. He did all the tough guy roles. Yeah, right? he was in uh, what well, was all? He, he was in what was the old TV show he was in?
0: Gosh, I know the theme. Oh, Raw, Rawhide. He was in really? that. Yeah. Uh, uh, he played. I think he played Rowdy Yates. I think was his name in that. Uh, but uh, 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 there was a lot of good spaghetti westerns. That's that, the, the 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 westerns where you see him kind of wearing those ponchos. and He's that thin, tall guy with the cigarette, mm-hmm. and he's looking all and and that, and, and he wore the uh, the long coats. The cowboys didn't dress the same as American cowboys. Where I think traditionally the cowboys in America were just your cowpoke types that had the vest and the right. chaps, and they had the white and dark hats. So a, they,
1: the the poncho is a mark of a spaghetti. Well,
0: it? it's not. I mean, they had ponchos, but I'm saying. If you look at the look of them, there's a
1: different style to what and a different vibe mm-hmm. to what you to what you like get. A, uh, fistful of Dollars is that spaghetti western? Yes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, yes. So yes. it's basically all the seventies. And then and then you've got the uh, uh, soundtracks, which are you know
0: uh, the are off the charts. I wish I could remember that fellow's name that did the soundtrack for the good, and bad, and you know, ugly. He did a lot of them, mm-hmm. Leone or something like that. He was a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous musical guy. Uh, but that, yeah, I do. I dig. I like both. I, mean, I grew up watching uh, The Lone Ranger and The Cisco Kid and Zorro. I used to watch those. Because you got to remember, I came in at the cusp of the cowboy thing where the, the cowboy movie was and the show were still viable, mm-hmm. uh, but it was fading. And so I spent, you know, I love The Wild Wild West, which was a sort of a James Bond meets with The Wild West, which I love. I
1: love that show. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite shows Just because it was so well done did, it, did the guy that was in it just pass away recently? He did, he did What was his name? Was uh, his name Wilder? was uh,
0: Robert uh, God, You're putting me in the spot here My brain's tapioca today It'll, it'll come to okay. me uh, But uh, 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 it was a great show uh, him, him and his partner It was James West and Artemis Gordon And they, it was such a tremendous, a fun show It was well acted Lots of great uh, character actors would come through there uh, we, was that Charles Nelson Riley on that show? I don't think so. Although he was great in the X-Files that he was on. Remember that one? No. Oh, who, who play as? It was called, uh, Ho- I think Jose... God, what was it? Uh, Ho- Flying something. I can't remember the name of the episode. He played a reporter or a book he played by author. that was writing a book and, uh, getting all these stories from these different people and, it, to, and each one of them told a different tale about these various weird occurrences in the X-Files. Uh, and, uh, it was funny. It was a real funny episode. Mm-hmm. Then, unfortunately, they killed him off oh. later down the line because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, westerns I'm down with. I like the. Uh, I'm okay with the John Wayne stuff. I watch some of that. I, I, um, uh, uh, I like. Uh, uh, the modern westerns, you know, I like that stuff. Uh, so I'm I'm cool with pretty much any western. I like weird westerns. I like normal westerns. I'm down with all of them.
1: I again, I I don't know that I've seen. I watched. Um, I think I watched Tombstone on a band trip. Yeah, I, that's a good one. I'll tell you one that no one seems to like
0: but me. It had Sharon Stone in it. It was called The Quick and the Dead. Uh, it had. It was a. It had. Uh, Gene Hackman was the star of it, and it was about this town that had this uh, gunfight competition, and the, the the guy that ran the town was the, also the fastest gun. He was. A, he was a jerk. It was Gene Hackman's character, and Sharon Stone came in it. Uh, To come down to get revenge for him killing her parents, a great flick. It was directed by the same guy that did uh, Spider-Man and the Army of Darkness, Evil Dead movies, Mm -hmm. Sam Raimi. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that one. But a lot of people didn't dig the whole chick. Sharon Stone. And she was fine in it. Mm -hmm. You know, she was totally fine. But I'd I'd give that one a whirl if you want to watch something that's a little off center. Okay. You know, but but uh, not super duper violent.
1: I think we should move to the shade. well, yeah. Let's just turn. We can turn our whole operation very easily. Just come on over. You're just gonna shoot the rear end of my house. Yeah.
0: Making me we'll walk now if i can sit here. Probably just set it right. Could sat, we could have actually sat on the porch if wanted.
1: To. Yeah, actually, let's just move it on back. Oh, man. Now we're really rolling. Sitting on the back porch
0: set this thing up in
1: the sense going the wrong way (laughs) I set it up the other day alright there we go perfect can you guys hear us okay I guess so because nobody's complaining (laughs) <laughs> oh and I just made the chat disappear. So right. we'll never know.
0: I like the. Uh, oh man. I like it's like there's still a tree line here. Yeah. It makes me feel less like I'm smashed into an urban terror
1: maze. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm very, I would put this house far away from an urban terror. Well, maze. I'm very fortunate that I've got some space. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. I feel the same way. Yeah. I went to iido today. Oh yeah, brave the dojo. Uh huh. Same as yours. How many people was at yours? Full class. Oh yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the same as mine. Well, uh, but as far as the mask wearing, yeah. Uh, uh, one one guy, an older older fellow, uh, wearing a mask. I took nobody Luke, Else, I took Luke to class this morning. Two senseis,
0: one Luke. That was it. Really so I showed up. Private lesson. Yeah. Well, that's great, except for the fact that these
1: guys have to pay rent in the building. You know, and um, so they're they're taking they're. Take it on the chin. It's funny, Yeah. Jarrett was talking about uh he's uh he does uh one of his guys does a BJJ thing down in Florida. Yeah. And he said they actually bought dummies to practice throwing. Have you heard about Dojos doing this? We've got one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've got one of those. Of course, the dummy probably has to be of a certain size for it to be effective. Yeah, he's a big it's a big dummy. Yeah. And it's you're, a man when size. you're when you're a small dude. It's, it's not really. Nah, that's it's not, it's not gonna work.
0: Yeah. I was sad though, and I can't. I don't even go in the dojo anymore because you know. Right. So I just sit in the car mm-hmm. for four, one boring hour. I usually look at Discord. Yeah. Screw around, and uh, um, but I sat there and we watched people come in, and it just I'm just like, yeah, we're, we got problems, and I, like I was talking to the Sensei this morning, he came up to the car. I said, you know, this is uh, this is usually the slow season for the dojo anyway, and mm-hmm. so. You've got a combination of people that are afraid to come back, understandably. You got uh, people that don't usually come this time of year, and, and then you've got people that just got but lazy or indifferent towards it, and on the time off and just got out of the habit, and they're not coming back. Right. And any way that goes, it means there's no one in the dojo, and I'm am desperately concerned uh, that the uh, I know the dojo that he used to go to was out of business. They they tanked out mm. during the
1: during the unpleasantness. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's move on to more pleasant topics, shall we? Mm-hmm. I mean, this one also comes in from Graham. All right. Um, if you could own a classic car, which one would you choose? You know, previously I've answered something, similar. I'd just say the old
0: 1960s Batmobile. I always mm-hmm. love that thing. Um, however, just to be
1: different, I'm going to set it, go ahead and answer that one, I'll ponder it for I'd like to have an old classic convertible either like an old like uh, Shelby Cobra, the one that killed the one dude, um, or, uh, or like a 70s Carmen Ghia, Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. I have like a two-seater sports car, old two-seater sports you No, know, I almost had a Carmen Ghia when I was younger. You never told me this. My, uh, In fact, the people before I, we lived here,
0: people right across the street here had a Carmen Ghia. It was red. Really? Yeah. And uh, I'd see it all Uh, something happened. I don't it know if they wrecked it or it broke. Something happened, but I've but Ace having one. Mm. Uh, they're they're really neat looking they cars. They are. They're very unique. And uh, uh, if I, if I had my brothers, you know, I've talked about this before. My uh, my old boss used to import Jaguars. All the time, yeah, man. And man. Those are some good looking cars. They are, I almost bought one, but he had this uh silver, I think it was a silver phantom touring car. Wow, it was British, it was with the 60s, <laughs> you know, and it looked like the kind of thing that you'd pull up to a movie premiere. in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind having something like that, but if I had my drawers, I'm going to be more optimistic, more realistic. I'd like to have one of these 70s ultra huge pentmobile type uh uh, like Cadillac a boat of car that's right a boat of car with the the one with the trunk you could camp out Mm -hmm. in and the hood that takes six guys to live yeah that's where because i mean they sound cool people like big head used to have one similar i was like man he had a i think he had a fire a thunderbird or fire one one of the birds one of the birds and this thing was a moose i thought to myself my god this is comfort you get getting that thing, and you've got those nice springy couch-like seats, mm-hmm. you know, and and everyone has you. Can, you've got leg room, arm room, room to stick another couple people right under your, in the floorboard. You got everything room. I like that. I like a big, spacious car. Mm-hmm. I don't like being tucked in anything.
1: I'm I'm sort of the same way. One of the things that, in my mind, having a little cute, you know, two-seater sports coupe would be cool. Until so you get in it, you realize it's probably not the most comfortable thing you've ever been in, in your life. Hose to have one of those little tiny sports cars. Mm-hmm. This is Hose, mind you. <laughs>
0: and I remember asking him, I was like, because he got rid of it. He's like, Hose. I was like, Hose, why'd you get rid of your little green sports cars? I was like, I was like what am I going to do with this thing? And I was like, I mean, I don't know if he can even get in this thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, his wife,
1: get she's tiny, but Hose, right. he's a big, big O he mm-hmm. couldn't get in this thing. Now, if you could choose any car, just a normal car to have on the market today, what would you choose? Um, have you been pleased with the Jeep as a brand? Would you go Jeep again? Uh, no, I'm not that pleased with the Jeep. The tires wear out too
0: fast, the uh, window situation, irritates with the power windows breaking like the second I got it. The gas mileage is okay. It's nice to have the four wheel drive, mm-hmm. but eh, you know, it's not my, I don't think it's that great. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably get something like a DeLorean or something. When they start remaking those, I'd get one of those. Or just to be different, because everyone talks about how great they are, it'd be fun just to tour around in a Tesla and mess around. Yeah. I don't necessarily support the corporation or even care about that sort of thing, Mm. but it's super-duper computerized. And I also like the fact that they can literally hose you on on used parts. Oh, yeah. That really pisses me off. So, I'll say if i scratch that. I don't want <laughs> to that, that sounds like I a nightmare situation for I you. I talked myself out of it. <laughs> Tesla is like, you know how they do it with the, with the farmers and these mm-hmm, tractors? It's right. like everything you have to oh, take yeah. back to manufacture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's garbage. I don't like it. Yeah. So
1: I, I'm against it. Uh, I would go with uh, the uh, Lincoln just released a new town car. The new Lincoln town cars. About 27 feet long. Yeah. Ultra spacious. Ultra plush. I'd love to have one of those. I'd also get a driver driving around. You know, we were watching...
0: Uh, I was watching... Uh, Mystery Science Theater shorts last like, night. You know the little things they put oh, yeah. in of a movie? Yeah, I like this. And it had one of... Uh, it was Dream Cars of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is from the 50s. And it had this car that was shaped like if you took an airplane you should cut off the wings. It was the, that was the car. Mm-hmm. Big, weird bubble top and it had a vertical and horizontal fins on the wow. back. I mean, this thing was like... It looked <laughs> like something Homer would came up with an episode. I'll tell you, I think I'd pick that car because mm-hmm. that's a one in a million car. If that thing's still around, there's no one going to... No one's got a vertical fin on the back of their car driving around. <laughs> that, would be, that'd
1: be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. All right. Do you think that music on vinyl sounds better than CD or digital? Do I think that? This mm-hmm. is probably more of a question for you, but I'll just jump in
0: real quick and say I don't know because I I, I doubt it. I mean, listen, you... I remember when cds came out and because we would had tapes mm-hmm. you know and i'd been off albums for quite a while at that point um my albums all sounded like crap because i've listened to them a million times and they were all you know beat uh and my right. record player was you know a junkie mm-hmm. uh so i would go with no but i will caveat that with if i had a bunch of cash and i could afford like the tippity top album rig for vinyl something tells me that the vinyl just by sheer nature of how the sounds recorded probably at optimum uh moments would sound better than cd but that's just that's just
1: uh uh, my best scientific guess what do you what about you i actually surprisingly agree with you 100 um i was real big into record collection for a long time had a huge record collection and the thing is is you know these are the lies we tell ourselves as, uh, as record collectors, and this this also applies to the retro game scene as well, where it's like, I really just enjoy taking the record out of the sleeve and placing it on the turntable. The visceral and, feel, right, right. Yeah. It's the same people that say, "Oh yeah, I just love listening to those loading sounds," you know, and it's real hardware. I can tell it's different. Yeah. Um, and so, but the the problem is is that if you have a record collection of any value whatsoever, you are so afraid to take those things out of because you're taking it out of the sleeve first of all you don't want to crack the sleeve those cardboard sleeves you know you got to make sure you got the mylar protection on them you take it out of the Japanese rice paper third party sleeve that you paid five bucks a piece for special order from Japan with the obi strip um and you put it on the turntable, and then a whole new set of nightmare scenarios occurs when you try and place the arm, you know, in the in the right place, and you lower it down. And you say, "I hope I've got the weight right," because you've got to adjust the weight on the tone arm and stuff. Oh God, it it's a nightmare. Yeah. And and finally, I was so it was I didn't enjoy listening to the music anymore because half of the time I was just afraid of hurting the records. And so, if you've got a ultimate setup and you have a steady hand, I'm sure that it sounds better, and I'm sure the tens of thousands of dollars. But you know what? I go out in my garage sometimes, and I've got this old GE radio, AM/FM radio. That's all it does, and I turn it to Rock 105, and I get the Let Out at seven o'clock, and it sounds pretty darn good.
0: You know, you know, it's funny. I, I've got two com- something to I'm, listen. Let's take our time here, so I'm going to get into something. Yeah, man. Here. So, first of all, there's a there. I think uh, for the most part digital versions of old analog things are probably better most of the time mm-hmm. now i will say that we the one exception in the world comes out and it's comic books uh you cannot replicate the joy of owning comics by having digital comics also cards same thing mm-hmm. i um uh, i keep still seeing these things on come across on youtube and stuff where they're trying to get you to buy these digital cards collect i know it's disney cards mm-hmm. we watch a lot of these disney shows where it's like uh, Old rides that went away and stuff like that, right? Defunct lands, defunct lands, yeah, that sort of stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I get, we get always asked for these cards. It's like you can collect all these beautiful. They've got scenes from the film, you know. I'm like, you know, you know, it's so as I do. You can. If someone's up there scanning these cards if so I need to see them bad enough. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the comic books. I'm not buying a digital comic book, so I want to own the actual comic. Now, now,
1: if I just want to read the comic, right. that's fine. But no one, no one I know would do. That. I'm glad you brought this up because I have a question. Yeah, you know. Uh, like the the action comics one, I guess the Superman is that right? Yeah, and then a uh, DC number whatever is the Batman. These are all, you know, obviously very very valuable comics. But these yeah, things yeah. never get like. Why can't you go into a store and just buy like episode or issues one through fifty of Superman? You can't. Like, I've never seen that before. You can. You can. It's their graphic novels. They're compilations. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Especially with the big pile. You can get full runs like that. Well, I don't know if you wouldn't get one through fifty. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying one through fifty. You have it a, a, right. a stack of books. But like, can you get like one through five? I've never seen them. Yeah, that you old. can. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially Batman, Superman. Oh,
0: yeah. You, in fact, your, your bud your bud Hatch had, had lent me some of these things, and, I, and he's got to pray some.
1: Now, is this different for you when you're reading through these compilations versus holding the individual books?
0: I don't like the compilations as much, uh,
1: and to, to, for a couple reasons.
0: One is I don't like the heft of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now, it, let me preface this. It's funny. This isn't even a sidebar. I was gonna, sorry to check. I was going to get a while we're here. If I had an Action Comics number one, I would never open it or touch it. <laughs> uh, because of the
1: incredible rarity right, of it, right? Okay? Every fingerprint deducts ten thousand dollars. Now that said,
0: I have, I have what I consider a pretty valuable collection, Tom. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got your. I've got a full run of X Men from one hundred to volume three, and I've got about fifty of them under a hundred. Okay, I've got a same thing with Avengers. I've got a full run up to volume three, plus I've got probably about seventy under a hundred. Okay. So those are pretty top dollar comics, plus some other stuff, scattered sure. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've read every one of them multiple times. I had them out. I remember taking them to work and reading them at lunch. Mm-hmm. I used to read the crap out of them, knowing even then that they were pretty rare. I didn't care. Right? They're reader comics. I'm never going to sell these things for huge money. They're going to be. They're still worth something. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I took smeared jam all over right. or something. Uh, but I, I I don't have I'm not going to sit there and and have boxes and boxes and boxes so a little
1: touch. Mm-hmm.
0: I put them in mylar bags. I back them. Mm-hmm. And that's, but I mean I'm still going to read them when I want to read there, them.
1: there is there a value where you would you would cross the line and say okay I can't I can't read this. There is uh, and the value would be I'm going to turn my ring light because my call. I would
0: say probably. Well I mean I've got some pretty valuable books uh, so I don't
1: know what the value. I don't I mean, I mean five hundred bucks a thousand bucks maybe. Okay, so anything below that, you wouldn't have trouble just
0: cracking it open and reading it. Comics were one of the early adapters to this gimmick where they take your comic and you send it off to get it graded and they Mm -hmm. seal it in this gimmick. And they've got it for for photos, they've got it for cards, they've got it for records, they've got it for for video games, though. Mm -hmm. Alright? I will never send anything to those people for two reasons. One, I'm too cheap. Mm -hmm. And two, I'm not going to have my crap sealed in in an envelope that I can't ever touch even if I owned Action Comics number one I may occasionally want to stick my finger down in there and be like whoo right yeah, <laughs> you know just, just feel that paper and I know me and I'd send this thing off to get it graded and they'd, I don't care what the grade would be poor fair whatever mm. I'd, I'd get this thing at the house that it would sit there and taunt me it'd be like sealed you know like, I've got a you've seen in my uh, family room I've got a, a ton of valuable books on the wall yeah. Right? yeah. and they've been up there for a good while I haven't fooled with them alright uh uh and I haven't really thought about fooling with them, but if they were sealed, that'd be a mm-hmm. whole different story, right? You know. Now I want to get back to what we were talking about a minute ago about uh, uh, vinyl versus, uh, you know, digital and analog. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing, I was doing some work on that, that coin ops front end I've been telling you about and gave you a, a go at. Mm-hmm. Coin ops next, and I put a bunch of Amstrad stuff on there, and I was playing Amstrad Donkey Kong. I even made a comment. It was really good, mm-hmm. by the way. Tremendous. I was stunned. And I, I got to thinking about, the, I like, man, look at this setup I've got here. I've got access to 10,000 know, 10, games. They're good to go. They're all set up. They work with one joystick. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and I thought to myself, why in God's name did I ever collect all these consoles? And then the, the other part of my brain, synopsis fired up. I was like, well, it's cool to have the console. you got them sitting in there. You can play all the stuff. you got the multi cards. And I know there are two schools of thought on this because I watch a lot of YouTube videos where people go over how to properly get the best video out of these things, which sticks the proper, how to properly clean these things, co- proper collection of cartridges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but we haven't talked about this a whole lot, but, you know, consoles versus the emulation. Uh, uh, you know, and I, but I, I don't know if i remember ever made myself abundantly clear. I don't have any problem with emulation, I'll emulate 10 times out of 10 almost. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that makes it so you shouldn't or can't buy the real thing. It's kind of neat to have it around. It's cool looking. You've got it to play with it. We play with about you know we occasionally break some of our stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but when it comes to uh, uh, the, the the minor differences, and there you know some are more minor than some are more major. I, I don't have any problem in in uh, sacrificing
1: those for convenience. Right. What about what is your what are your thoughts on that? I think that it's fun to play on original hardware when you feel like playing multiple games on the same system and you set aside sort of a block of time, you know... Uh, so I play with the Intellivision. Right, right. However, apart from that, I'm going to go with emulation almost all the time just because the amount of steps that it takes to get... Because I don't have all my stuff on... For, for one thing, I don't have all my stuff set up and ready to go to push the button. For another thing, my mind... Shifts so quickly that I'll be playing, say, like, I don't know, Sailor Man, and I'll be like, Boy, I wonder what the Amstrad CPC version of Popeye looks like, and I want to see right away, and so I can back out and get into that and go right in. Yeah, you know, uh, uh now we and we even people in our Discord have talked about how the fact they don't like
0: emulation, they don't like multi-cards, or even having, if they do have a multi-card, having more than a few things on their multi-card because they're afraid it's going to rob them of their attention and, and they will concentrate more in these three or four games. That's something else I don't do. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong but I don't do it. I've always been a hyperactive... I mean, as I was one of the early adopters of emulation. I mean, way back, before anyone knew what it was. I'm not saying I am king dogs. I'm just saying I'm old. I was there when they were doing it, and I was in. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it changed me or if I was always like this, but I flip around constantly, okay? Constantly, not just from different... It used to be just between arcade games, but now it's between systems, Right. okay? Uh, uh, and I like that. I mm-hmm. like having the ability and convenience to do it, which is what I always look for. And you know this. We've talked about it. I don't even care how flashy something is. I want convenience now. Me, now, go. I don't mm-hmm. have time to pull around because my time is
1: precious. You right. know, the point I get to play this stuff. Right. Well, and here, just, here's, here's another thing that sort of ha- has won me over. I started out definitely more on the real hardware side. and yeah. As we've moved through doing all these different shows, I've moved closer and closer to the emulation side. And a big part of that, is originally I was like, when I play this thing, I want to play it on the original controllers. Yeah. Well, it turns out I hate most of the original controllers. And I like a good D pad Or I like the 360 stick, you know, for analog mm-hmm. stuff. And if you're playing on original hardware with, you know, a Super Nintendo controller, yeah. I mean, at what point is it? And, of course... And that's a, a good controller. That's yeah. you're, you're using one of the good examples. Right, right. You know, uh, so it's... it's I... Under limited circumstances, I still like to use the real hardware. I love having the real hardware. I just like looking at it. I think yeah. it looks cool. But if I'm sitting at home playing something, uh, chances are I'm going to fire it up on you. And we do use our real
0: stuff. Yeah. We've used yeah. it quite a bit. It's, it's sometimes a choice. Mm-hmm. But I look at it from, like, I look at it from, you know, I talk about getting a lot of streaming going. Uh, uh, ironically, as we stream. Uh the setup i've got now i can turn on fire up without me having to get out of my chair and bam i'm streaming the rainbow of game before and I, god bless the people that have helped us out on trying to get good scans and outputs on all these computers and the machines and i've got to the point now where i can get a pretty good kick out on the amiga and my, and my coco and the mm-hmm. atari and all that stuff we've got it rigged up yeah but the truth of the matter is something can always go wrong mm-hmm. it's a hassle and the more of a hassle it is the more time it takes right. the less like you are to do it right where i find myself more raring to go now that i've got everything at my fingertips
1: yeah you know yeah. so i don't know what that means but it was on my mind um well thank you graham for that question i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna check the stream here we really we really strayed away from the cars and you now it's it's really uh it's really weird not being able to let's see if i can pop the uh oh yeah there it is show chat There we go.
0: I should just get this up on my phone, but it'll be a lot easier on both of us.
1: <laughs> oh, Duncan says we're sitting the wrong way around. Because <laughs> we're sitting opposite of the way that we normally There's sit. There's
0: mirrors, Duncan. Can... Okay. I won't be bound by my,
1: by my side. <laughs> Here we go. This one you should be able to answer. All right. Being in the family way. My kids mm-hmm. spend way too much time on Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you recall if there were any games of a similar theme, style, genre when we were all younger for the Amiga or other systems? Who's this from? This is from Grant. My kid loves Roblox.
0: He plays the crap out of it. We should get our kids together on there, by the way. Um, he plays it. He wants me to play it. And most of the games in there are crap. I mean, they're not fun for to me, but it's they're a, great for
1: kids. Roblox is like a collection of games. Right.
0: It, it's a it's sort of an engine to create all these crazy games. Mm-hmm. I won't say many games, but often there some of them are specifically made to separate boy or the girl from, from money. Oh, okay. I thought you meant um, men
1: from the boys because
0: it's the usual crap. You can buy yeah, costume right. pieces and mm-hmm. upgrade, blah blah. blah. Uh, were there equivalents of this when I was a kid? No, not like this. And, and the reason is, you're talking about I mean effectively a a, a, a worldwide free platform. With an infinite amount of games. I mean, these games. There's new ones every day. There's hundreds and thousands of these games. Uh, so it's a very clever setup, by the way. If you're into, I mean, I don't like the games that I've played in it. There's a couple I think are clever, but they're not that good to me. But you know, I'm not a little kid. My kid loves them. Right. Uh, so I can't think of anything, Graham, uh, that even comes close. I mean, of course, I'm an older guy.
1: You. Were, this would be more in your wheelhouse, but whether video games when you were a kid that you were obsessed with to the point where you played them 24-7? No. I mean, there was nothing. The the fact that, you know, it, it all has to do with the fact that you are online with other real people interacting in real time. Yeah. If that would have been around when I was a kid, I would have lived there 24-7. I'm you know, glad it wasn't. You know, in all honesty, uh, as we say this,
0: and again, I understand the irony here, streaming is sort of uh, almost like a drug. Uh, uh, and are being connected. I maybe mm-hmm. said like I could say like streaming to me is sort of like I could easily if I didn't have a job, I was still up in the mountain mm-hmm. where I just worked that little pitiful job, came home, I'd stream all night every night, mm-hmm. and people could just show up or they couldn't. Right. I wouldn't even care, right? Uh, because it's just there's something about getting that instant feedback mm-hmm. that's fun. Plus, it's an excuse just to screw around. Yeah, you know. Uh, and so, uh, so I think that streaming is sort of the adult candy. So I said, you know, or and. Not just streaming, but whatever connected game of your choice mm-hmm. is. For us, like, I don't really play a whole lot of... I mean, I don't play really a whole lot of games that are connected on the internet that I play, like, obsessively. COH. I play it once a week, and it's only with my friends. Right. So there's no one else there. It's a closed server. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Back in the day, when
1: I was playing EQ, it's a little bit different. And you probably have never gotten into that stuff that much, have no, you? No. I mean, when I was in Korea, I had a brief fling with uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. But the thing is... I that. It, even, even then... I could tell that there were there were two strato people. There were the people that jumped on, that were just running around, having fun, doing what they wanted to do, and the, and the other group that hated those people, that were like, if you're not on at 8 o'clock to raid with our guild tonight, it's over. Lifers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, a, a normal,
0: a normal functioning adult can't do that. Right. Unless under very
1: unusual circumstances. Sort of right. And so, uh, but, yeah. So, good question, Graham. Good questions. Mitsuyama asks, is there a game that you are desperate to own? Perhaps one that you're constantly searching eBay and the hillbilly flea market for? I really wanted, let me think here.
0: One, go ahead, do you have one on top of your head? Because you you're a collector of some, a more like things that you might find at the flea market. Like most of what I'm looking for is like, if I'm looking for anything like a holy grail so it's like
1: veteran's carts. Something like that, real bizarre, so you're never gonna find. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff that I that I want, I've, I've got. Um, yeah. Uh, eBay has made the whole thing so much easier. Just a question of how much money you want to spend. Yeah. I would like it. You know, I would like to complete my collection of NES Black Box games. I'd say I'm 90% of the way there. I think I'm missing five. The five that I'm missing uh, are among the most expensive, especially the big box stack up. That's like four hundred bucks. Do you so. have
0: wrecking crew on your do. wall?
1: Do you have wild Gum on your wall? I do. I should have brought them over. You could have uh, displayed them. Maybe I'll bring them over later. And uh, them. Uh, be I uh,
0: uh, when it comes to holy grail stuff, you know, a lot of stuff we want would be in Europe. There's mm-hmm. also that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to come across like a, a, a like a Sam Coupe or a, or a, a MSX right, something like that. Where I don't, I, I know you can order. Oh,
1: well, yeah. They, they actually. Speaking of, this is not a game, but yeah the Hit Boy MSX um, uh, PC it's cherry red it's got the built-in oh, yeah. joystick it looks so good yeah, yeah, I, that that, that's it that's the holy grail
0: like I'd like to have an FM I, I like to have an FM Towns car Marty I don't know why I just like the idea of having that in my huge 70s car mm-hmm. it's like look I could put a full-size console CRT in there too to play it Great. Uh, but uh, yeah I, most of the stuff you know I, I'm not going to sit here and say I want anything And I'll tell you, you, uh, listeners uh, have been very generous to us and have sent us so many uh, games and stuff over the years, including uh, Lionheart, which is one of them way up on my list. Uh, uh, um, So so I can't complain. You know, I've gotten to the point where it comes to collecting stuff. I mean, I'll pick up almost anything at this point, Mm -hmm. but I'm not like, I would like to have the Dragon's Lair I'm missing to have to complete that little collection, but that's just, it's nothing major. Uh, uh, But otherwise, I'll you. You don't have a box.
1: Dragon's layer I've got two anything?
0: of them, but I like that there's, there's a, There was a dragon. There was a dragonslayer. Was it dragon's Lair two or there's one I'm missing? It was a, it's a real, real rare. You know that uh, one that, that, that it's hard to find. It's, and it's not even that. You know, it's just some kind of crap. It's it's like the leftover scenes they cobble together. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and none of mine are in like tremendous shape, right? But it, that's something else. I don't collect. It's not, it's not like you and your boxes. You know, when I was looking up the uh, Wild Gunman and. Uh, wrecking uh, crew prices, you know. Those cartridges don't go for jack squat, 10, 15 bucks. If you want the box copy, it's astronomical. Right,
1: right. You know, and you've got nothing but boxes. Yeah. But you I mean well, the, which the, is goofy the not you're well, wrong well, The way mean, that I you know and I've talked to you about this before. When I moved to Korea I needed cash. I knew I'd easily be able to rebuy the cards. Yeah. But the boxes I knew would be a tough right. thing to do. You were right. You made the right call there. Uh, and it's funny to look back. We know, of
0: course, our show ARG tomorrow is going to be on the pr- – 1985. I've been looking at what was released in 85. And it really was a uh, um, uh, pretty, I would say, a conservative lineup of, mm-hmm. of tiles. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't go crazy right. with what they released. They were right. pretty
1: con- – they weren't anything well, out, they, out of it, left field. They had an advantage because the NES had been out for two years already in Japan. And they could they could sort of cherry pick because um, there were a lot of dud games in the early Famicon days. Their it, early lineup wasn't what I would call – Hot stuff, so there's I mean, don't well, get me wrong. If there's, you compare it to any other launch lineup, I mean, twenty-three oh well. games. You're right. It's yeah. a you're, it's a
0: valid point. And it, 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 really, at launch, the, it's the more yeah. the merrier, and really the quality sort of. Are, and none of them. Well, I don't know, about none of it. I'd say the majority are garbage. Yeah. Randy really, Prince. the only
1: garbage games are the ones that came with Rob. Those were those were no yeah. good. Yeah. Because Rob was no good. Really. Yeah. Even though Rob looks cool. Yeah, he, does. he is pretty cool though, Yeah. Man. Hey, uh, chat. How are we? Sent? You want to pull up the chat on your phone? I just want to make sure. I was, I was going to do it, but I was going to wait can, until you asked me. Because when I volunteered to do it, you're like, what? I can, Pull it up on your foot, you jerk. I can bring the camera <laughs> closer, but um, you won't be able to closer. see our full bodies, which I know That's, a lot of you tune into. It, we need the wide lens for, for, for that part I would Give me a sec. Go ahead and keep going with questions. I can okay. answer why I'm looking. Um, Rushi asks, what's one game that you've parted ways with in the past and now wish you hadn't been so short-sighted? you have one or pop your head i want to say uh no, i don't have a single game because most of my single game sales i i knew i knew exactly what i was getting into. oh yeah actually i've got a, a collection i sold my boxed game boy advance collection mm-hmm. it went for almost nothing it went for almost nothing i don't know if i listed it wrong or if it was just a bad day on ebay or whatever Mm-hmm. But I kept those games for years and years and years in pristine condition. And they were some of my most favorite games, like WarioWare and Mario vs. Donkey Kong and stuff like that. And when they sold for less than 10 bucks a piece, box complete, pristine, I was, I was upset. And I knew it was a mistake then, and I continue to know that it's a mistake.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you. I'm going to try to mute us here. Um, God, I'm an attractive man. You are. You are. <laughs> Rocking in your chair on your back porch? Um, there are arcade games that it really uh, burn, hurt me bad. Those are the ones that come up. Because those aren't, you can't just hop back on yeah. and get those. Um, and the, what come to mind would be WrestleFest. That was, uh, well, to, to back step. I had to sell his answers. I was desperate for money. And I, I was leaving town. house. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Lexington, my dad was sick. It was bad, no, t- no good. And I had at one time, I had a Wrestlefest four-player Wrestlefest. I know a lot of people are like, "eh, WrestleFest, gonna be good." it's it, number one, it's a pretty popular cabinet these days. Number two,
1: it was a pristine shape. It was the first thing we ever bought. Was that was that after or before Slam Masters, or is that a totally different company? A totally different company. Okay. And so I had I had
0: one of those. I had a, uh, a, a Road Blasters, a, a Miss Pac Man, Donkey Kong, a Galaga, uh, and I uh, I had a uh, Time Killers I had a bunch of I I mean I know again It's not when people are like Oh Time Killers But I liked it You know And a Moon Patrol That I had to get rid of And a Frogger All these games I'm like man If I'd only had the money And the space To keep these games But at the time I was just desperate And I let them go For a song Because I was In a hurry Because the house was sold I had to get out of there And it was brutal Brutal Selling those games. I remember, and this is going to sound real lame, but I've mean, just, just been baw- almost all but crying over these games as they walked out of my house. And, and what was worse is helping to help suckers load them into their trucks and stuff because they didn't want them to go. I really liked my little arcade in Kentucky because no one else had one. It was fun. We'd all come over and play. Mm-hmm. you know. So that was that sucked. So when I think of games that I've gotten rid of, the ar- and, and I can't tell you the amount of arcade boards that we owned. We owned all the big boards, 10 Ninja Turtles. T- 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 all the Mortal Kombat, Kombats uh, we owned all the four player games you know the, all that stuff we owned all of them x-men we had you know everything and so when we got when we saw we knew it's at the time we thought these boards are going to disintegrate before they ever pay us back and me and Brent made the conscious decision to sell them um, I'm, I regret selling sound uh, our, our original pinball machine mm-hmm. sound which was a lot of fun but we like we couldn't maintain it mm-hmm. so that's another one I hate to, I hate to get rid of Really, in terms of video games, I really haven't. I didn't really sell that many. The only ones I really sold that I sort of kind of was I sold Flashback for the Amiga and Speedball 2. I bet I sold those the month before we started the show, ironically. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple. But even if I'd had them, I just have them on the shelf my other ones there. So it wouldn't. It's not uh, uh, hideous, you know. And I got good money for them too, so I can't complain. I haven't sold a lot of games. Most of the stuff I've got it probably isn't worth a ton, you know, game wise. I mean, maybe a few ones. I don't know the
1: Lionheart. I'm never going to sell that Right Right Um, us see uh, What's the first game You can remember Single credit clearing In the arcade Single credit clearing In the arcade
0: Well arcade games Don't really clear, really clear the air I mean Well I mean
1: part. like X-Men You can single You know no, like Most of those There's a 0% games, so. chance <laughs> I have beaten WrestleFest
0: on one quarter, And I've beat, I'd i say probably the number one game I remember doing it for, being very proud was Matt Mania, because you can. Uh, but I mean, you really you can't clear it. You can actually finish. I'm kind of like one you can actually finish. And the one that comes to mind is WWF Superstars. I beat that on one quarter, so I'd say that would be the one because most games they just keep
1: going forever, unless it's like Final part or something. There's nobody beating that on a quarter. Yeah, I've never cleared. But you do. I don't think I've ever beaten, aside from beat-em-ups, which you just bring like a $20 roll of quarters and you muscle your way through, I don't think I've ever beaten any arcade game. Any you, could arcade. Be, you could be a just game. Like I'm, I'm sure Brent could give like, Dragon's Lair a good run for
0: its money mm-hmm. in, in the arcade. I mean, I don't know about now, but at the peak of his of his powers, mm-hmm. he was real good at Dragon's Slayer. He could he could go through it. He could beat the dragon. I've never had the ability to... My memory's not good enough, but I'm, I can get pretty far into it. So that's one you could do, but yeah, for the most part...
1: Most of the games I like to put in arcades couldn't be. Yeah, in yeah. Um, if they made a... Imagine you were well aware of the, the Spectrum Next. Uh, yeah. If they made an Amiga Next, would you buy it? Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, depending. Of course, I mean, do we
0: already have an Amiga Next? I mean, we sort of do, don't we? Aren't these high-priced Amigas? that we talk about and we don't cover; mm-hmm. those are sort of like the American yeah. Next, aren't they? I would say like the the X five thousand and all that stuff. To me, the you know what is and really even the the next right? What is it? It's a guess. It's a um, it's a fun uh, limited powered update to a machine that gives you the ability. It's, it's, I mean, it's a clever idea. Let's make something like the original. We'll still have it limited, but we'll add in features that may have came around if they'd kept going. And it'll give people something to program one, but you'll still there'll be limitations to keep the game set into a certain simple, you know pattern. Uh, I don't know if I want the amiga to
1: get down that road. That's okay for the spectrum well, I, or something. I just think that the Amiga you, you hit the nail on the head. The Amiga mm-hmm. has gone down that road. Yeah. It's all of Trevor Dickinson's amiga. Right, but I mean it, those aren't
0: made to like those aren't made to be like limited uh, Versions of the previous games with a slight evolution. Those are full on. Those are modern machines, Mm -hmm. which is what you should do. Right. You know, I'm not saying what. I mean, you can't make a modern ZX Spectrum. It wouldn't work. So what they did was what you can do. Mm -hmm. It was clever. You know, the Amiga. Eh, I don't know if it would work that way. You know, to be honest with you. Uh, So I would say, I mean, if they came up with something. Listen, I'll. Clearly, I'm an idiot. If I've got any money. That I've cobbled together, and no one's stolen from me, turned into rubles. I'll go for it. But I mean, they have to be something pretty clever. And those uh, newer Amigas, I just, I'm just, i not saying they're bad, I just have never gotten into it. Yeah. You know? They may be the best thing since gummy bears. I don't know.
1: Um Rushi asks Is there ample lodging and convention space in your hometown post a hypothetical Amiga Hurricane 2021? No. Yes. Well, I, the, I, let me answer this question because I've actually thought about it. <laughs> yeah, you did think about okay. having a convention over here. So, ago. So, uh, the, the original time that I thought about it, the answer was a resounding no. That's true. However, down by the Pizza Hut, they built that new Wingate Hotel that has a huge conference room, a huge bar, and is a pretty hopping place. They, they've got a conference room over at the Wave Pool now as well. That's true, but it doesn't have an adjoining bar and hotels so where people get drunk, they can't stumble. Plus, well, I know it. the bartender over there. There you go. So, so uh, yeah, I am in the uh, in the initial stages of putting something together. You Before, are? Yeah. You're kidding? I'm me. I'm not kidding. Um, so uh, they, now that we have the the venue, and the venue is close to our homes, and the venue has uh, has drinking, and it has a place where you can crash in a big conference room. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I would love to have. Now, here's my in,
0: it, eternal, immortal fear, though. And this was a fear I had when you went to, uh, Ireland. I thought, I told you, and I didn't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I thought to myself, what's going to happen if Boat get gets, he gets on a plane, he drives his car to Philly or whatever, he gets on a plane, he flies to Ireland, he gets off the plane, he gets a cab, he takes it to the place that they're going to have this thing, and again, keep in mind that I didn't know what he was getting into, and you didn't either, really. No. And it's, it's a barn or a real shoddy building, and you walk in there and there's about six guys in there. And they maybe have an Amiga 600, and they're huddled around, they're playing soccer, they don't know who the hell you are, they don't care. And you came all that way, what are you going to do? Uh, I would hate for people to, let's pretend, uh, in a miracle world, that people we know flew to Hurricane, okay, as ludicrous as that is, to come to the Amigos Epic Amiga Convention, okay? Mm-hmm. I like that Whatever name, you call I'm keeping it. that, I'm sticking that. I'm and they get in there, and they say, here's me and you sort of sitting like we are now, a couple of dumb guys, right, <laughs> sipping on rum, right, and we're and we're playing uh, Lionheart while you yell at me about how bad it is, and that's the convention. There's no speakers. There's nothing going on. No one shows up. That sounds great. And so you've Sign got, me up. You say you've got like three or four people that paid like two or three grand <laughs> to fly here
1: because they're nuts, and
0: here we are. We've got nothing to offer. That's well, what my worry it, you is. You know that,
1: that. – What I what what I plan on doing, I got to hear this. Is I plan on you know uh, actually figuring out how much the venue costs. Right, can't be that much. Making sure that we sell enough tickets to pay for For the the venue. Oh, we're selling tickets to this too. Do you not understand how how Amiga Ireland works? No, I don't. Okay, because the Ireland imagine. also sells tickets but to support the price of the venue. Okay, now understand, but who around here is going to buy tickets for this? No, nobody is. Everybody's going to come here. Listen, man, you've seen Field of Dreams. You know how it is. At the end, you choke, and then the ghost saves you.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so <laughs> <laughs>
0: your plan, I, I see. I see a couple flaws in this plan. Number one, we just jettisoned
1: three shows because you don't have enough time to do them, and you're going to plan a full convention. Listen listen it's 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 in the early stages yeah you gotta believe in me you gotta believe in me i'm gonna make it happen uh-huh all right mitsuyama oh no rushi asked can i play guitar? guitar is the same thing as a piano except you hold it like a guitar yeah those are so cool. uh, i like that yeah i mean i could i could pluck out a tune on the guitar, but i'm definitely no herbie hancock what about sure. that or howard Jones? Remember have mm mm-hmm. You don't remember him? No. He sang. Uh, Didn't he play for? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa! He was a white British guy with crazy hair, oh, okay. multi card hair. He sang. Uh, 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 I can't remember the name of the song. He sang, he sang two or three songs. That he was a real big get the keyboard guy, okay. electronic right. guy from back in the day.
1: Uh, but uh, yeah, Herbie Hancock, I've never seen him play a guitar. Does he play yeah, one? Yeah. Have you heard that song, Rocket? Oh, yeah. He, he, a perform- crazy, he performs that on guitar when he does it live. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, you know, it's funny. How it
0: Tower Jones, Howard Jones? It was, hey, that was the first album I ever bought. Was it? Really? Like, yeah. Interesting.
1: Oh. Yeah. Wait, did you buy it Durant on tape or was it tape. on yeah.
0: tape? that and Duran Duran Arena. And Arena was not, it wasn't what I would call a greatest hits I, album. I haven't heard that album. I've heard Rio. Well, it's just got Ritzka.
1: I think it's a greatest hits oh, or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I never liked it that much. Um, Mitsuyama asks and there are two two questions uh, another person asked this too right. uh, let me get the other name here did you ever um, drink your ale I, I did how I did. was it it was good I should have brought a couple yeah you blew it I um, knew when you walked up here with one I'm like
0: He's you don't have a, a bottle of water in your fridge do you nah for you no I don't have a kitchen yeah I'll go get you one go ahead and ask the next one, you All get right. on your one.
1: Um, Pixels at Dawn and Mitsuyama asks what is your favorite British TV show Oh, no. Oh. Are you just name one?
0: I remember answering this when I wasn't supposed to with about 50 answers. Right. So try and narrow it down. Right now, my favorite of the day is the Granada Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I love, I love, I love Jeremy Brett. I love him. And I love the Granada show. They spared no expense in the sets, the casting, the, uh, uh, everything is Beautiful. Some of the dialogue is literally... In fact, got large stuff was verbatim from the books. They didn't screw around. They made minor changes for, they, for television, you know, and they made a couple major changes that made sense in the show. I don't know how big a Sherlockian you are, uh, but there, ha, there has never been a Holmes like Jeremy Brett. There never will be another Holmes like Jeremy Brett. There's no one in the same ballpark. And this show is what... Uh, what happens when you have the best actors, the best writers, and the best source material, backed by the best set and the best money? Mm-hmm. You get this show. And this was in the early '80s. This, this was thing? an early '80s show. Yes, a tremendous show. It has aged brilliantly as, as it would. i have to, to the watch it as a period piece. Is it is it available on the internet? It's on BritBox. Okay. If you've got I'm down that. with the BritBox, uh, I can yeah, fire that up. I, honestly, and watch it in order. Okay. Uh, now they uh, the first two seasons have uh, a different. Watson and the second the rest of the run but the the changeover is so seamless you won't even notice that mm-hmm. the the two Watsons complement each other quite well mm-hmm. and uh, it is just a, a and you'll recognize tons and tons of actors that came through there there it was a who's who of, of the British acting scene of that, of that era mm-hmm. so yeah a tremendous show and I could I can name you know me I could name a hundred other shows I like that are British
1: right uh for me boy it's tough because I like a lot of a lot of British TV too um I really like for classic stuff. It's hard to go well. Classic being like 30 years ago now. It's hard to go wrong with Adfab. That, that, uh, I'm surprised that you like that. It, I'm so body I'm surprised that. that I like it too. It's
0: but it's, it it's just, not a boat like a religiously
1: compatible in any way. Right, it's but a, it's it's so good. Like it's such a panache. It's like Spinal Tap. You know, it's like such a send up of like this this group of people. You know, this like fashionista type scene.
0: I just love it. You know the, the chick that played Adina in that, mm-hmm. What's her name? Uh, I can't. Uh, Bond
1: girl, right? Uh, uh, no, not Bondurl. oh, not Patsy. Uh, Adina is uh, J- Jennifer J- J-
0: Saunders.
1: J- yeah, Saunders. Yeah, yeah i
0: appreciate it. she was show up on a show called French and Saunders. All uh, of you were watching. Oh, yeah. French and Saunders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she also uh, she was hooked up with one of the guys that was making Young Ones, and she was actually in the Young Ones, and so was and so was Don French as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny. There's a tapestry of, of British comedy. Mm-hmm. We mentioned a couple of episodes ago that uh, Abe Edmondson sang the theme. He's credited with singing. He actually appeared on the show one time. he talked in the Young Ones, and uh, uh, so it's funny how all those things are sort of intertwined. And there's a lot of afre that reminds me of Young Ones. You can tell that they, they took that they took the Young Ones' free spirited insanity, a, a, you know, shotgun blast at the camera. Mm-hmm. style style comedy. And they sort of adapted it to AvFab, and they sort of wrapped this, a more cohesive story around it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But really, if you look at an AvFab episode, and uh, Young was the same way, you sort of would forget what was even... Oh, what yeah? it was. It's it was. <laughs> it's like a scene where Adina and Patsy are trying to get out of the limo. Right, right. That's the scene. Yeah.
1: It's sort of like a Seinfeld. The it same is. way. It's very similar yeah. to Seinfeld. Um, modern, you know, like non-sitcom drama, I really like... Um, Andrew Marr did uh, a couple of documentaries one is called the, uh, the making of modern Britain and then there's one just called I think it's modern Britain really good histories of like the, the 20's through the 60's then the 60's through the 80's mm-hmm. um, I think that British history like modern British history is fascinating so uh, check that out if you haven't people watching. We're both. I mean, I think there are more fans of British TV now than probably ever have been. Oh yeah, well, so when I mean, we were
0: kids, there were only two or three shows from Britain you ever heard about. It was Biddy Hill, Monty Python, and maybe Faulty Town. Well, Alley.
1: on Saturday mornings, PBS would play British comedies, and so that's when I started. That's when I saw like Last of the Summer Wine, Are You Being Served? Well, when I was um, a kid, they didn't do that. The, what you got from Britain, and again, it was on. You're right, PBS did not play it, but
0: what you got mostly was the, like the Good Life. I think that was a, or. Uh, or uh, but mostly it was like Benny Hill, Monty Python. That's it that was it. Mm. And then Faulty Towers crept on to and Doctor Who, mm. I should mention, Doctor oh, yeah, Who was always Hughes. present there. Yeah. Uh, but now uh, uh, and really the first thing I ever saw that really got to me was, was the young ones and then you
1: started seeking them out. Yeah, you see know? in my because I'm ten years younger than you. They'd already left PBS, but Comedy Central picked up all those yeah. shows, and that's when I first saw Monty Python. Yeah. and Young Ones. That was that
0: great. I-, I saw Young Ones was on MTV, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But uh, you know, the British and there are plenty of shows that have just been like one-off, two-offs. They only had one series. Mm-hmm. and there's still. Oh yeah. Like I used to watch uh, uh, Jekyll was mm-hmm. one I watched. It was pretty. I thought it was a pretty cool show. So yeah, there's a lot.
1: There's a lot of good TV coming out of UK Is it coming out now? I don't know. Well, I think the, I think you're right, and that British TV is is more famous in the states now than it's ever been. If you look at like the rise of Sherlock and uh, the the thing about the the big mansion, Downton Abbey, like that show's huge. Well, it's, it's one of the ring. biggest it's shows. It's been around forever, though. And then, I, I mean, it's less than ten years old. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's not on anymore. But I mean, all of those all of those shows plus the whole like BritBox thing has done big numbers. In fact, I remember reading in the Economist where. Uh, the BBC is making more off BritBox than they are through like traditional TV licensing in the UK imagine. it's like we're paying a license right? right. you know that
0: Sherlock show because you know I, I like uh, I love uh, Ben and the Cumberbatch mm-hmm. it's tremendous. and I've tried like gangbusters to like that show I tried and tried but ultimately it doctor they doctor hooted up mm-hmm. and then for, and it ruined it for me yeah, I just can't the, get into it the female it. Watson
1: is what did it no
0: well, I didn't know there was There's a period watch. That's that's elementary. That's, that's an American yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. I love it's Lucy Lou. So. but I have I've never seen that show.
1: Um, so, um, and then we have a couple questions about whether. Uh, let's see, uh, Rushi and Mitsuyama both ask about uh, if we like the new or the old Bake Off hosts more. <coughs>
0: I haven't watched Bake Off since uh, some unpleasantness here at the house. Yeah. But uh, I love uh, the new hosts. I love them. Now I do miss uh, Mary, who uh, and the old hosts. I did like them. Mm-hmm. They were funny. But the new hosts are cool. Yeah. And, uh, what's the dude's name uh, from What's it, the RT crowd? What's the name of his show? Uh, the Mighty Bush. Yeah. Uh, what's his name again? I don't know. Ni- Nigel Martin No. No. Anyway, he's the gothy dude from that uh, show the about IT the, Crowd. Yeah, yeah, he, he was great. Yeah, that's another show. That, yeah, the, the episode where that chick has the internet on that desk is one of the all-time great moments in television history. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch all uh, those. You cause know what I'm I, talking about? Oh yeah, because I, I
1: haven't seen him since I was in England, oh, actually. But anyway, that
0: dude, that dude, is a walking wad of charisma. Yeah, yeah, and he's so, and also he. I love the fact that he doesn't care. He doesn't care what he looks like. Yeah. He doesn't care if he looks like an idiot. He wants you to make fun of, him. right? And the right. chick that they've got on there, uh, who actually reminds me a little bit of uh, Don French, a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, uh, is also She's like bad.
1: Danish or something. Yeah, she's yeah, she's, she's, she's uh, very good. Yeah, she's, yeah. And I then, I'm, I agree with you hundred percent. I hit the wall on the baking shows for a while, so I'm, I'll be back. Yeah. But
0: I mean, it wasn't because of them. They were gold. So I would go with the new host. But I I was not happy when they replaced them, Mm -hmm. So I was like, and I was ready to kill them. And the fact fact that they cast that guy was sort of a, I think it was probably sort of a a, a ploy, a gamble,
1: uh, trying to be different. But it worked. It worked. Yeah. That guy pulled it off. So that's double, double credit to that guy. Rushi also asks, have you been inspired to start a new fitness routine while in lockdown? Yeah. It's a new fitness routine. It's called Eat
0: Everything I See All the Time. Oh, and then when no one's here, drink as much as I possibly can. That's
1: my fitness routine. Don't forget the smoking. Okay, well, now, that's the first smoke I've had for a long time, but yeah. Um, I was hoping someone would mention that guy's name on right here. Just recently, in the past, since it's gotten, basically my fitness routines circle around whether the weather is nice or not. When the weather is nice, I'm inclined to go out and be active. When the weather is awful, I'm inclined to lay on the couch and do nothing. So now that summer is rolling around, I've been taking walks in the morning, but I would not call that a real brutal fitness routine. Mm. Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, Writes. right? A Herm, a Herm Firm. A Herm Firm. He asks, What is your favorite cake? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking <Uneaten>. of fitness, <laughs> <laughs> uneaten is my favorite
0: cake. Um, you're asking me that. It makes me want cake right now, though. <laughs> I'll um, tell you my least favorite cake. Yeah, what's that? Birthday cake. Oh, Actually, no. I, Wait, hate, I hate sheet cake. Well, hell, hold the phone now. Hold the phone vote on that. Like sheet you, cake's okay if you get the good icing. Well, what happens if, if somebody... If you get icing... Somebody's that, gonna
1: run over to Kroger, Yeah.
0: Grab something off the shelf, That's and right. it's gonna be off. There's nothing wrong with that, though. First of all, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. They don't, they're not on the shelf. The deli meat. It's It's like they just made them and stuck them out there for like a month. They're well, brand
1: new cake. It's not... It's not up to I standard. like
0: the birthday cake that has the good icing, the real sweet icing. I don't mm-hmm. like that sort of other icing. The kind of like... I'm not aware of icing that's not sweet. Well, no, they've got, they've got, like, they've got like a whipped, whipped butter, like a whipped icing that's. Oh yeah, not that's good. no good. That's you think ho- you want the firm. And the stuff. thing is, people love that stuff, and I, they're no yeah. good. No, I, I, they're like, I agree oh, with, that other with cake you. is too rich. If it's too rich, go to hell. Right. But you're, you're, you're subjecting you. me to this lame cake because, like you said, the cake is nothing to write home about. Right. It's all about, it's the, all icing. about the icing. Big the, wads of it, as much as you can cake on a big flower. The cake is
1: just a vehicle for the icing. That's right. Yeah. It's
0: exactly correct, folks. Uh, in terms of actual cakes, that my favorite cakes, uh, I would probably say it would be like, you know, I like, uh, uh, you know, German chocolate cake is mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know, you can't go wrong with that one, but uh, just a straight up chocolate cake, chocolate chips in there. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Where do you stand on the Dairy Queen ice cream cake?
1: You know, it's, I'll eat one, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but uh, it's not like, I'd rather have a sheet cake. You'd rather have a sheet cake. Okay, interesting. And you know, Baskin-Robbins sort of did the hybrid thing where yeah. they have the sheet cake with the ice cream on top. I always thought that was nasty. You know, the problem I've the, never trusted that. The problem those ice cream
0: cakes, especially when you're a day, because when I think of a birthday cake, I'm going to supply the sucker, right. and then I've got to make sure it doesn't melt. Mm-hmm. And you've got a bunch of kids there, it's crazy time, yeah. just get a sheet cake. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of a non-birthday cake, I also like your ups- pineapple upside-down cake. Really? That's some good eating right mm-hmm. there. You ever had that stuff? I, I, I'm
1: not a fan. I don't like
0: that one. Too. Oh, man, I love banana syrup. Bananas. I love bananas. That's what I like in my pineapple upside-down cake. But yeah, cake. I my like favorite all of cake
1: it. is the cupcake because the <laughs> cupcake is small, and again, it serves as the vehicle for the icing. Because you got about ten inches of icing. Well, on top so of you're you talk about those gourmet, right? Joints. The gourmet cupcakes. those things cost like
0: fifteen bucks. I'm not the saying cupcake. they're cheap. I'm saying they're good. The thing is, those things are in those. Uh, often, those cupcakes are in those like display things for like a, 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 a two or three days. Mm. When you come in there and the ice is all hard, and the yeah. cake's all hard. You're like, man, what did I pay? I 50 also like, bucks? A, I like a good cake pop. Have you had a cake pop? I before? have. That's no really good. You don't like them. Interesting. I want. Here's my thing. I know this is gonna stun you. Can brace yourself. When it comes to cake, it's qu- it's quantity over quality, folks. <laughs> if someone says, "Listen, you can have this delicious cupcake, gourmet cupcake," or here's a whole birthday sheet cake, even with the bad icing, I'll take the birthday cake every time. <laughs> all right. <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> um somebody's grown out anything. oh yeah it smells great we the, meet uh,
1: the guy trimming the, the things has gone away too. Yeah. so everything's yeah. coming it's up pretty nice. up here yeah <laughs> um, so uh, Rushi asks how do you feel about the idea of teenagers being able to get driver's licenses without actually taking a formal test due to the current pandemic scenario now I want to take a crack at this one first. please I got my license in West By God Virginia over at the Putnam Village that's right that's where okay. you go yeah. and here's what you do get in the car, you there's a parking lot, okay, and you got the big lots, and you drive past the big lots, you come around by the half-time cafe, grill and bar. That used to be Shoney. Yep. You go up the side, and then you park it between two cones, okay, parallel. You pull back out, yeah. right up in front of the DMV, and the guy says you passed. Congratulations, you've got your driver's license. I guarantee you this is still how today... Teenagers in West Virginia get their driver's license. They're not missing anything by not taking that test They're gonna be just as safe or dangerous on the road. I would disagree with you here, Boat Teenagers can't drive
0: for crap. All right. In fact adults can't either. All right. I was just out with the boy today I'm coming up the road um, I'm in a turn lane to turn left, Mm -hmm. and beside me, this this is coming out of Gasoline Alley down here. Mm -hmm. Beside me, here's a lane that's just a void lane. You're not supposed to go in it. Some dude with a Duke boys colored pickup truck, I kid you not, with the O-1 on the side, (laughs) some rebel flags in the back window, drives up the center lane and just makes a left turn and blows through the red light. Doesn't care. Because when you're in the mystery lane, the lights don't apply. And I told him look, I'm like, you see this goof right here? He goes, yeah, I got it. that right there is what's wrong with the country. Because these guys can't drive. They just randomly make their own rules. And I'm getting a ticket for a slow roll to a stop. Right. I got a problem with that. I okay, I These suckers need more training. I went to driver's ed, both. Did you go to driver's ed? Oh, yeah. There? I remember did, that, did you go to that stupid driving Over course in Polka? Yeah. Right. How many times did you go there? Hundreds. Hundreds. In all the different vehicles. Mm-hmm. They need to get these kids lined out. And Even when I got out of there, I wasn't ready. No one's ready, you know. And these people can't drive. They're screwing up the highway. So, no.
1: I don't think that should get their license. Suck it up. That's what I say. He also asks... um, What was the first racing video game that you played where you truly felt an immersive sense of speed? Pole Position. Was it also the first racing game you played? No. God, no. Did you play Super Sprint? played Turbo, Mm -hmm. stuff
0: like that. Pole Position, you had the... And I'll tell you, the next one line was probably something like an OutRun. Those ones where you had the wheel... I mean, one thing about uh, OutRun, you got that feedback. that was awesome. I I remember walking up to the arcade machine and seeing it play itself. I was like... That's Is there cool. a ghost here? Yeah, what did yeah. God's name have? Because we were naive fools. I remember like, I told you, I, was a ma- I couldn't believe a tape deck worked. I was nice. like, well, what's making that noise? You know, so, but pole
1: position, you got in that seat, so it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool. You really felt like you were in a race car, you know? So I would say pole position. What about you? For me, I never, uh, the only time I ever saw pole position was upright. They had it over at the pipe stem down there in the, uh, in the lodge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. The, uh, but uh, it wasn't, and I—I I mean, at that point, I played full position on the Atari. It was—it was, it was that's nothing not big. It was nothing big. The first time that I saw Daytona USA over Rock Lake, that was the first time I was like, "Man, this is super cool. I love this." That's a good game. Yeah, yeah. that's a good game. You know, uh, uh,
0: my buddy up in Charleston had four or five of those things, and it, we used to get in there and play them. You know, they had them all oh, yeah. together in his arcade, yeah. and uh, that it is holds that way up. up? Wait. Uh, yeah, it was way yeah. actually. Gosh, I forgot his name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my buddy down
1: in uh, Mark, down in Buffalo, he's got it set up, but uh, he's got like Daytona. You know, those those games are hard to get rid of. Sometimes I see them pop up for sale, and nobody nobody wants them. It'd be they're, cool they're to so, have like three or four of them. Yeah, uh, they're so like, big though. You got to yeah. have a wall, a yeah. dedicated wall. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, this one's for you, Aaron. All right, who's your favorite Doctor Who companion and why? Ace. That's easy. That's an easy Ace? one. Ace. Is that, a, is that a She lady? was
0: Sylvester McCoy, yeah. She was Sylvester McCoy's uh, companion uh, when he did his time as the doctor. I think he was the seventh doctor, uh, I believe. Uh, I love, and, and McCoy's arguably my favorite doctor with uh,
1: Tom Baker. Wait a minute. That. Sylvester McCoy. Yeah. He was Bones? also. Bones? No. What? Isn't that Bones? No. Name? McCoy was named. No. What's what's McCoy's first name? Uh, Bones? No. <laughs> Sylvester. Leonard, Leonard McCoy. Leonard McCoy,
0: yeah. you're making that up. No, it is. Sylvester McCoy played was in uh, uh, the the Hobbit movies. He played the, the, the what the Brown Wizard or whatever guy. Oh, Radagast. Radagast, yeah. Uh, but uh, I love Sylvester McCoy. But Ace, the 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 interplay between Ace and him, McCoy, was awesome because it was the only Doctor Who where it was a it was a student teacher relationship, almost like a almost like a Jedi thing, mm-hmm. where Ace was this sort of Doctor out and of G. control kid. I mean, really? Who was? And, and she was also becoming a woman, and she was, but she was rough and tumble life out in the, you know, out the void. And she, and she was not stupid, but she was, you know, she was out of control. Mm-hmm. And she, and he kept her in line and also taught her things. And she, on the flip side, Doc, like uh, uh, McCoy, couldn't beat up anybody. Mm-hmm. Like he was the by far the wimpiest doctor. It's not like today the doctor's sword fight; and he's throwing <laughs> grenades, they're <or> whooping. <laughs> Even the old guy was killing. This guy couldn't beat up nobody. He was, except for maybe the first doctor, he was the weakest. The so he had Ace who carried around explosives, mm. and he'd be like Ace, hey, you know, did you bring any Nitro Nine? Yeah, here, blow that guy up, blow this guy up. So that she was his muscle, which I almost thought was great. But even she didn't. she didn't like he should kill a bunch of people, but they would think their way out of situations, and he would, and there would be a lesson learned. And she didn't even call him the doctor, she called him the professor mm. for the whole run. I loved it. it was Their relationship was great And they didn't always have the best episodes But they were the best Best I think her name was Sophie Adler I think it was her name She's
1: a great, great actress too So there you go uh, I'm guessing that you've never been to a location Where an episode of Doctor Who has been filmed No But is there one that sticks out That you would specifically like to visit? Does that include like fictional ones? <laughs> you can answer however you like I would like to go to Gallifrey. What's uh, that?
0: Frankly? That's that's where Doctor Who's from. Are all of them from there? Yeah. Are they like well, doctor, citizens? All, they're, of they're all Galifrey? the same guy. You think about it; they're just they're the same guy. Just I don't different. understand how Doctor, doctor Who works. when he, is it like Green Lantern? No, when he dies, uh, he, he uh, basically turns into the next Doctor. It's the same guy; just has never. They Why just, do you think they did it that way? Well, initially convenience, but eventually it became something cool because they could just you know sort of like Bond. He said Bond doesn't have anything. There's no right. rounderies right. it uh, but uh, in terms of where they've been on Earth... Uh, I have to think about this for a minute. Well, I'd like to go to London, frankly, if you mm-hmm. want to do it. Be, it'd be fun to go there. Uh, so that, that would be kind of neat. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, if I could pick a fictional place, it'd be some, a place Gattle like Gallifrey.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, This is a good question, Eric, right. from our boy, Duncan Styles. When was the last time that you felt you were taken for a mug, fool or con. I'll answer this one first. All right. Every time I buy a vehicle, I feel that I've been mugged, conned. And because it's true, because I know I have, because yeah. the guy's laughing. Um, and you have to, you just have to submit. Right, right. You were all submissive when it comes to that. You just have to take it. That's right. So that every time I buy a vehicle, I, I get that feeling, and it's not a good feeling. Well, aside from my recent
0: conning, the most recent one, where mm-hmm. I got taken to school by the Russians... I uh, I learned a dumb guy lesson with time on eBay, where I negotiated, you know, I love to negotiate outside the protective realm of eBay. Back in the day, I was the ultimate cowboy, I used to do it all the time, mm-hmm. especially when I was selling stuff. But on occasion, I would, I, would, I would lose an auction, and I would email the guy and say, listen, if this guy blows it, you know, I'm your boy, mm-hmm. and then we would negotiate outside of eBay. Mm-hmm. And it happened all the time, and you could get real good deals. On stuff, and you could also, if you're a seller, you could sell. You could use one auction to sell ten items, because mm-hmm. I would, I, when I was bootlegging videotapes, uh, I would sell, uh, you know, to everyone that bid, right. and then I would cut them a deal, oh, yeah. you know. And one time, this guy was selling an Xbox. What was it? I can't remember. It was an Xbox or an Xbox 360. This is way back, and uh, I was like, uh, I, I emailed this guy. This is and also, now you can't do it. Back in the day, you you had your email address. And, uh, or I'd message him and I said listen can we work something out Maybe." We, and, and so we worked at a deal and I, and I sent this guy I mean, and this was a stupid move, but I'm the trusting sword I sent this guy money before I got the product and I never heard from him again it like 100, I it was like 130 bucks. and you wouldn't think about it now but it burns me oh, up yeah. I hate when I get
1: conned you know I got actually I, that happened to me the only time that I've ever gotten conned on an online auction was I, I was really into buying magic cards and when I started sort of like teaching, now, yeah and uh, and so I was always on the lookout for good deals and so I started hanging out over the Yahoo auctions because stuff would go for uh, for cheaper and uh, I sent this guy he's like uh, Mox Emerald you know one of the most expensive cards in Magic he's yeah. like 200 bucks send me a money order and I was like boy this seems a little shady Yeah. send him a money order like I got the receipt back in the mail somehow that he'd signed it didn't get the card yeah there's no 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 recourse there's so. nothing you can do yeah and, and the thing is when that happens all
0: you can do is feel like a, an idiot right because it was my fault you know, you know? yeah and so. and so but I mean I will say I mean given the people I know I'm not saying they're all morons or losers but that I've gotten taken a lot less than most people mm-hmm. yeah and I will say uh, uh, yes I do I've done some shady deals us, but I've always been honest in my shade mm. just like
1: hey they know why I like mind you so much Exact same reason. I, I had a lot in common with those guys. Uh, Pixels of Dawn asks: After listening to Brent's tale of woe, what's the worst pain you have ever experienced? You want to feel this one or Sure. I know right away. Yeah. So I used to mow my trombone professor's lawn yeah. at OU, and he was having some construction done. And um, earlier in the day, there had been rain. And, uh, and I slipped, and the lawnmower went down the hill and put a huge scratch in my buddy's car who I'd driven over there. I'd driven his car over there to mow his lawn. So I was like, oh, this is a bad day. I'm going to have to pay for the scratch. Yeah. Well, then I'm mowing his backyard, and he's got all these, you know, constructions going on. He's got all these boards and stuff in the backyard. So I'm going along. All of a sudden, boom, step on a board that's got a nail sticking up out of it. Yeah. Right, right. through the foot, home alone style. Yeah, yeah. And so not only did I scratch up my buddy's car, but I had to uh, step on a nail. And the pain of stepping on a nail wasn't the bad, that wasn't the bad part. It was when I went to the emergency room and they said, we're going to have to reopen the wound to clean it out. Yeah. And then they got in there with the, it was like some sort of reverse uh, crucifixion type thing where they're, they're, they're pounding the nail in to get the stuff out. <laughs> it was and, it was an inverted stigma. Right, exactly. And I, I felt like Braveheart at
0: that point. Yeah. Man, the end into that movie, you talk about it, you're a squeamish guy. Oh, I, I was like, man, yeah. this is no good. No, no, I, I, I don't really ever, I've so. never watched it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been very fortunate to not break any bone. I'm going to break one right now. There's no <laughs> water uh But uh, um, you know, I have had some. At one time, I had a really horrible ear ache. I mean, really bad. Like that went on for a long time. Mm-hmm there's a pain There's that kind of the pain that gets me is the kind of pain that just don't go away you have to just suck it up it's incessant and yeah. and, and, and even, sometimes even other people don't know you're suffering mm-hmm. that one time during the Amiga-Thon where I was in mega pain uh, that sucked too because I was trying to it, that's real hard when you've got a job to do uh, and you and you just have to suck it up what year was happen. that? it was a couple years ago it was the one before last uh, but uh, uh you know, I, I think I like to think I've got a pretty high threshold of pain, but maybe I just haven't gotten hit with anything so painful that I wanted to die.
1: So yeah, I, I hope I don't. No, no. <laughs> um, Logsterminator asks, getting back to uh, Amigo Amiga Convention twenty twenty one. Oh geez, that name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Rolls off the top. <laughs> I wouldn't go. I would go with at least twenty one. I don't say it happened to twenty. If amigos from faraway lands came to Hurricane as visitors, what would you show us of your city? Well, there, we don't have a city, so there's that. What you, are you talking about? The door is angry that you insulted Hurricane. You
0: to not to close it all the way. So we don't live in a city, for starters. We live in what you would probably consider a village or something. I don't know, I yeah. don't know how that. How does that work over in Europe? Yeah, they got different rules over there.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Because this ain't a
0: city. This ain't even a town. No. Yeah, I, I guess it would be a village over yeah. there uh, so here's if you were to take a trip to Hurricane.
1: First uh, of all, you would never call it that. You would never
0: call it that, but you would then be taken in
1: the surrounding area to, see, to sightsee. You wouldn't, because I mean, listen, man, you're selling the city. Short. What would you show them in Hurricane? Okay. What would you show them? First of all, breakfast at Tudor's Biscuit Bar, right? which is overrated. No, it's, just, it's, it's a crazy biscuit. I mean, it's not that big a deal. I'm waiting I'm to see if the umbrella blows. Yeah, off. I've, been, I've been keeping a close eye on. Okay, Then, okay, I guess you do have to leave You do have to leave Hurricane you have Also, to leave. that's not a site What? Every place has got a good restaurant It's a historic site No, it's
0: not Those tutors are all over the place There's hundreds of those things So what else you got? Okay
1: Then you got well, I guess you do have to leave Hurricane uh, Yeah,
0: you, what, what are the other sites in
1: Hurricane? In Hurricane? Historical or otherwise Okay You got the um, We can take them You know, Hurricane has a new crop of many storage facilities The A to that are now mini storage And places. really, the real places were grocery stores. You, you take, take them it. over to A to Z, you take them over to the old Red Roof Inn, that's now a mini storage place. You can tell tales about those sorts of things. They're garbage. You're, you just made my point.
0: If you were to come to town, you would get, there, there are, really you have two options that are fairly local, right? One, they're, look, they're drilling out right there. Uh, you've got, we can take you towards Huntington slash Point Pleasant, or you can go towards Charleston, mm-hmm. Slash, you know, cross lanes. Now, when you get to these places, there are things to see. Uh, if you went to cross, Charleston slash cross lanes area, there are uh, there are a couple Indian burial mounds up there that are interesting. You probably aren't going to see the, that sort of thing yeah, in your South Europe. Charleston. Uh, You uh, uh, well, there's one in there's one in uh, there's one in uh, in St. Albans as well. There's two there. There's a there's a in the park there at the, right where it's, you you work right beside one. There's an Indian burial mound right there beside State College. Um. Really? I oh, yes, I both. Uh, listen, see? He lives here. He didn't know about the burial man. Uh, you could also go to, say, I mean, Hawk's Nest and uh, 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 Cathedral Falls. And stuff. They're not that far. Canal Falls, they're not that far away. They are, but they're not that far away, but they're not really that close either. So you're talking like an hour. I mean, you're going to go an hour. Right, an hour each way. That's right. Uh, if you're going to go towards the Point Pleasant side of stuff, you can see Chief Cornstalk's... Uh, National park uh, local or local of the state forest, you can see all the stuff that's in Point Pleasant, the Mothman stuff, which is probably that's probably the way I would probably go. You could go to Huntington. There are some historical things to see there. Some interesting things or clubs or whatever. But I mean, basically, I guess what I'm saying is, if you come if you come to Hurricane to visit us and you expect a, a whirlwind tour of Oscars, you're an idiot. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I feel like you're
1: selling the Milton Flea Market short. I hate the meet... Well, listen, the Milton Flea Market blows, you know it. It's well, not been the, the same for years. But there's a lot of people in Europe that have never experienced anything like... We could get to the, the Hillbilly market. Flea Market in an hour. Is it better? <laughs> it's the Hillbilly Flea Market, okay. dude. Okay, I see that. You kidding me? Okay. So, there are things to see and do. Remember when you went to Ireland, it was like the world's oldest pub, right? right. Bam, it's
0: just right there. We don't have anything like that. No. Because we don't, you know... That's true. That's true. <laughs> the world's most unemployed people <laughs> here. The world's the world's most unemployed coal miners <laughs> here. You know, even if you want to go to a coal mine, we had to go to Beckley. That's yeah. a, that, that's a couple that's, hours, yeah,
1: right? So everything here it takes forever to get to anywhere. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Um, Paul, A.K.A. Hermsky writes: What game did you dread reviewing the most?
0: Sim Life is a immediately pops into my head
1: um what about you i think um sim life definitely um i really had qualms a long uh, 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 i know uh, what you're gonna say elite yeah Yeah, because we always talked about that but that i wanted to do that like what the fourth or fifth episode like i do elite yeah you're like uh,
0: we had we had it scheduled and Boat's like we're not doing
1: this. Really, we're game, never doing this. Any game that requires a major consulting of the instruction manual, I get I get nervous about because I'm always worried that I'm going to miss some important plot point and miss what's fun about the game.
0: Uh, you know, for Sim Life, and we both did this. We had to watch a tutorial, right? Just to get the and and well, I had to do that with Elite also. Elite too. Yeah, uh, uh, but even Elite was I mean, Sim Life. is just you just you look at all these. You're just like, yeah, gee, it's, yeah, it's you know. We're gonna manual, yeah. and it's one thing you can be like, well, you can look the manual up the PDF. That ain't the same, brother. The same. You can take that in the can and study. Exactly, it. it's not there laying on your desk, spiral bound. So, but those those are instantly come to mind. And then when there's been a lot of games, I mean, there's always games I'm trepidation about I mean, all the time. Anything that like any of the role playing stuff or the or the like dungeon master. I didn't want to screw that one up. I, I didn't want to screw up, uh, uh, you know, because I hate when we do something really dumb and I always go back to the same one but super super stardust I always I feel like a, a total jackass every time I miss mention mm-hmm. there's been a bunch I'm just like man we just didn't do a freaking job on this or we didn't get some stuff we're just not good enough you know mm-hmm. like Traps and Treasures I wasn't very good at it but at least I got to see the whole thing you right. know and I got to see and, it, you, and I can't just watch somebody play it I mean I gotta get in there you know so but yeah there there there've been plenty I mean it, I'd say almost every month there's something hideous that, that I get scared of you know? um Yes. A lot of Spectrum games, by the way, Mm -hmm. that scared the crap out of me because those are sort of archaic and complicated and we don't have the manuals and we have no idea what the keyboard
1: setup is. Mm -hmm. That's when you really got problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What game changed your opinion the most, for better or for worse? So what game did you come around either to or away from after reviewing? you want to build this one first? Um... Probably all of the the first time that we did I think it was dungeon master was the first dungeon crawler that we did And I didn't have any opinions about dungeon crawlers i would never played them before and I thought boy Well, maybe this is gonna be something that I can really get into maybe this is I I can transport myself mentally Back to when these games were, were, were a big deal and I will see what other people saw and no no I still can't do that. I still don't see the fun and moving one block at a time through a dungeon that looks exactly the same with the exact same textures fighting monsters that have no animation. Like, man. It's the worst. It's the dirt worst. It's the worst genre that's ever been created that probably will ever be created. Well, there's a question again. Uh, what game changed your opinion the most? So for that one didn't change your opinion at no, all? No, no. Well, I had no opinion going in. In my opinion, was really jacked in the negative direction afterwards. I'm trying to think, of if there's been a game that I played. I just couldn't believe it.
0: How much I thought it was awesome. Um, I'll say, gosh, I have to think about this for a minute. There've been a couple Spectrum games I was just like, man, this is going to go down hard, and then I ended up liking them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, actually, a lot of Spectrum games were like that for me. Like, Chaos comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was... You talk about... And you know that is not my kind of game. Right. <laughs> no,
1: and right. So, to, I would say for
0: a positive example, it would be Chaos, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Chaos. I, and, and here, again, we're on the Spectrum. I'm looking over this game trying to ascertain what in God's name I'm looking at. You know, what mm-hmm. am I doing? And then it's one of those games where slowly you're like, oh, yeah, right? right. Uh, 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 covert... Covert Affairs or whatever it was not cover off. Mm-hmm. The one that covert game we did was a game where I was like, oh, this is going to suck. And then I was like, oh boy, this yeah. is actually pretty good. Yeah. But I don't know if those are games I didn't go out. I didn't. I would say probably Chaos would be one where I was out where we went into it, I was like, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get screwed. We're going to look like idiots. Right. So I would say that would be the one that comes to
1: mind instantly. But I'm sure I could pull up some better examples if I had the time to think about it. Uh, Chris Folds asks. What do you wish you had known when you started the podcast? I don't... I'm, what, you got anything on that? I, you know, I, I read over these questions before we started, and I was thinking, I, I actually I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I really think that I wish that I'd known more... Actually, yeah, this is an easy question. I wish that I'd known more about how audio production works how to get good sound without spending a lot of money and going through 18 million different mic setups. And we should have never tried to green screen at your patty.
0: No. Yeah. yeah, Just because of where you had it. And right. I've learned that the hard way when you're trying to bring it up. You know, here's the thing about this boy. Anything we would have known. Um, I had... You've got to understand that when we started the pot, come in... Okay, hold on, hold on, someone's at my fence. What happened with Big Pizza? Hey, we're, we're, we're streaming live all over the world, Dad. i well, do like to have a Big Pizza. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank How would you know we were here? Cars?
1: Are you on television? <laughs> yeah, right
0: there. You're doing good. You want to say hi to everybody? <laughs> no, just eat your pizza. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Pizza break. We'll save this for later. Oh, yeah. um, what was I saying? Oh, a podcast. How funny! So when we started the podcast, we had no—we ex- didn't know what we, re- we didn't know. We were even starting a podcast, really. I don't know. Right. if We knew what we were doing.
1: Yeah. Um, In a way, it was good that we didn't we didn't know anything, because I feel like if, if we would have if I would have gone into it knowing the way that I view the podcast landscape today, I would have probably not even bothered.
0: I haven't even, I haven't, I, well, you know, I knew from Shane's show, what the, and I, of course, was listening to some podcasts. Oh, time. yeah, I was a huge podcast guy. I had a podcast before we started doing the podcast. Well, I wasn't a huge podcast guy, but I, because there wasn't enough stuff that I enjoyed. There's a lot more now. But uh, uh, I, I don't think I've learned anything, and I don't think i do anything differently because I we don't know, we don't know what we're doing. We, I mean, every day, now, we do, are we better at, like, OBS or better with microphones, we were, yeah, and Boat's always been the king dong, he's good at getting,
1: you know, getting the Discord going, and getting all that stuff going I, I, I think, I think that's probably what I would have done from the get go, you know one of the things is like Slack and Discord just didn't exist, yeah, but I would have done more to cultivate a community early on um, and, uh, because I think that that's, that's, the, that's the part of the show that I love the most and, um and if we could have if we could have gotten those people involved earlier on uh, to to do more to participate, and we sort of did that even early on, we did those interviews with the, like Paul Shaw and all those guys. But really, just uh, trying to trying to make a place for people to be. But again, the the rise of Discord sort of came along at the right time because that's a tool that is so much better than your average forum. You know, the instant action of Discord is is something that's really cool.
0: You know, I probably, if I was going to, you know, when we originally started doing this show, actually it didn't occur to me until about 50 episodes in. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, 50 episodes in, it's still a a good ways in, a year in, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I thought to myself, you know, we're really, and we never really sat down and said, okay, here's our format. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. I mean, and the thing is, we've tried to do that. And I think we're probably more formatted now than we've ever been, mm-hmm. but, but we but we we've got a bad habit of, well, especially back in those days, we just would we, we got to a point where we got so comfortable doing the show that we just didn't care about, it. right? <laughs> Which was not good. Mm-hmm. I don't think, but maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, so, and probably I would say you know get a, a format early on. I mean, if you look at like a I listen to show like Pixel Gate, mm-hmm. is right? it's a show. I'll now it's a newer show, all right? Those guys. Had a format right out of the gate, mm-hmm. and they had all their little segments, and they've got little theme songs for them and all that stuff, which we never did any of this. I mean, you've had, you know, Amiga News, right, I made like that. bumpers and stuff, and though. then we never used them, and I didn't miss them. Right. It's a
1: that thing? Right. So I don't know what that means. Well, what it means just, is, you know, there were whenever you start something like this, there's there you, you realize what your podcast is and what it is not, and what our podcast is is totally conversational. We're just two guys talking about games. Yeah, we're not. I mean. You watch, I mean, I listen to, I'm podcasts or one,
0: day, but most of what I watch is YouTube videos, mm-hmm. right? And we are not Retro Man Cave or uh, LGR. Yeah. We, those people are so far beyond us that I can't understand how they could possibly do what they do. No idea what mm-hmm. they you know. And we've dipped our toe in the pool, you know. But you can see, like, expert, like you see Neil do a computer tear down a cleaning. Then you see me do one. Which involves me sitting in front of a computer for an hour and a half playing mod files and just looking like a jackass, because there's a there's a talent gap there. Right. All right. But when it comes to talking for hours on end for no good reason, that we can do mm-hmm. because we're that's why we're I guess that's why we went into podcasts and not videos. Yeah. But that yeah. does not stop us from making videos. No. Hell, we'll do that too. No.
1: And the thing is, and the the, the reason why I think that this show has lasted where so many other podcasts have fallen by the wayside is that we're doing something that we would do normally for fun anyway you know yeah we we got together and talked about games long before we had the yeah i was sitting there when i was playing amsterdam
0: donkey kong the other day i was thinking to myself uh it was it was right after we finished the show friday mm-hmm. and i was like i was like no one would believe that after i did that <laughs> that i would sit down and play amsterdam Donkey Kong. but that's what I, because that's what i did right you know right
1: um chris has a question about grilling he says, do you clean your grill after each use, or do you believe that the remains of barbecues past add to the flavor? I don't clean my grill after each use. I know Boat, now Boat has a hard, he's
0: fully against this. Boats, if boat, in fact, Boat got so mad kept that one time, he came over and cleaned my grill after he'd used it like a, <laughs> like a goof. I grilled out um, two nights ago, and I have not cleaned the grill uh, is there, there's still ash there. And one reason was it was just too hot to do it that night. You had to wait a while. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And then Absolutely. it rained yesterday. So I haven't, haven't cleaned yet, but I generally try to keep it fairly clean and I've got a cover thing with it. goes over it. So uh, the outside it was preserved quite nicely. Uh, I, unlike boat, I always use foil on the grill, uh, uh, which that helps preserve the actual grill section, you know, to a certain degree. Uh, but, uh, I don't, I, you know, I'm not a huge grill guy. Uh, and I've only done it this few times this year. Just, just why not? I had left to with charcoal, mm-hmm. you know. You grill out a lot more than I do. I, I do. Think.
1: I grill out a lot more, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that I've got a gas grill. Because yeah. a charcoal grill, it just it's it's a lot more involved in getting it going. You know. I've picked up the secret mm-hmm. I, 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 I have Yeah I mean Even if you do it perfect though I mean you're, It still takes longer well, For it what, to heat what up I, What
0: I start doing is If I'm going to grill out For mm-hmm. like a lunch Or a dinner Right I, I start the charcoal going It's about four hours yeah. ahead Oh yeah you got to plan I just, ahead And the thing is I learned That once you just once you get that grill going You just leave mm-hmm. I just shut the thing up And I go out and do my work sure. And then when I come back all of a sudden, the, you're good to go. Right. Then you, bam, you lay the food down. You're ready. Yeah. If you if you come out like, and I can do it the other way, too, and come out and just get the grill going and you can get the food on there quick, but you're that's a lot more work. You're getting the lighter fluid on there, and you're mm-hmm. getting trying to get the thing hot enough where your food's, you know, you get it grilled up. I'm lucky this grill's really good. I can lower and raise the grill yeah. surface. That mm-hmm. helps a lot. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, with gas, I don't like the way gas makes the food taste. So I've never been a big fan of gas. I can tell a difference. Also, you know the match like charcoal. I can't. No, I can't. I can tell the difference. I don't like the way the food tastes. But
1: can you tell the difference? Propane is a colorless, odorless gas uh, when it burns completely clean. I can tell the difference though. I'm not. This is like one of these like. This is like the vinyl thing. This is like the vinyl so you thing.
0: can't. T- I mean, I thought everyone could.
1: You, you can't, can't tell the difference if you, if you cook with charcoal. Your food is definitely going to taste like it was cooked on charcoal. Yeah. it's going to taste smoky. But food cooked on propane isn't going to taste like gas. It's maybe not that's taste the, like maybe propane. that's
0: what I. T-
1: maybe the taste of propane is no taste. Right. Right. Yeah. right. yeah. So I agree with you. I mean, all things being equal, I would rather have charcoal grilled food. But I am. I, I like being able to just walk out, hit the ignition button, throw food on there. You will agree with me that the match light, the charcoal with the, pro, with the lighter stuff built in makes the food taste weird. You know, I haven't I haven't had enough match light charcoal if, food to, I, to tell, I, but I, had, I, 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 I could see that. Because, you can. know me, I'm the, I'm the guy that's a path of least resistance, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh,
0: match light, we'll use it. And every time I get it, I regret it's it. I'm fine. like, okay, yeah. and so I will go the extra mile and not use
1: mm-hmm. it yet. Um. Now, we're still going on these, huh? We got, we got a couple more, just a couple more. Frodo asks... If you were able to completely erase one computer or console from history, which one would it be? I know this without a doubt. What do you got? The Amiga five hundred. The five? The five. Why the five? I would take that out completely. And I would say, okay, you want to upgrade from your one thousand? Here's a two thousand. And I would I would make the two thousand what the I would have I would actually, you know what I would have done? I, I, okay, I'm listening. Is I, I would have I I'm still dropping the 500. Okay. 500, it's, it's the worst. It's the dirt worst. It's because the RF out is what you don't like. It's the RF out, It's the fact that it didn't come with enough RAM right out of the box to do anything. You know, the first edition 500, not the well, 500 plus the, plus the 1000 later. had less RAM than that. It, well, yeah, because the 1000 was the first machine. Well, I'm just saying. But go ahead. Um, I'm listening. I, I would have put out. Percent I percent. would have put out something akin to the 600, yeah. and I would have put out the, the uh, either the 2000 or the 3000. You know, so you have. I'm a big proponent, and this is, you know, I don't agree with a lot of the things that Steve Jobs did when he came back to Apple. But the thing that I agree with him most was that he said, "Okay, we're not going to have 16 million different types of computer anymore. We're going to have two laptops and two desktops. We'll have a pro model laptop and a regular laptop. Same thing with the desktops." That's what the Amiga should have done. Here's your big box Amiga. Here's your mini Amiga. The mini Amiga doesn't have... The only thing that the mini Amiga doesn't have is the, expansive, the expansion uh, capabilities of the big box Amiga. That's what you get with the big box Amiga. Make the choice easy for the consumer, and the consumer will reward you. Well, the problem is, if you take
0: the 5, 000, 500 out of that mix, there is no low end consumer model. No, you replace it with the six hundred. The six hundred didn't come. The technology in that's what is much older than the. the so it wouldn't. Have, you, you couldn't just fit it in there. It was. It was. It was years ahead of the 500. Well, it came out technology. years ahead.
1: It wasn't technology. It wasn't well, it had, technology like, the PC,
0: wise. It had a PCMCA slot. Take it had an that, that was useless. Not at the time, at the time, those were a, a, listen. You were trash in the PCI. But there's
1: something. This there is why something. we can't have talk. No, there was something. I am uh, again. We're talking about time travel, so right. from the get go, this is ridiculous. You're I'm you're, you're not wrong,
0: but I mean, if we're gonna do that, let's just say let's put the twelve hundred where the five hundred was. and it'd be, it'd get, you know, if, we're, if we have uh, sure. the ability to bend time, I,
1: I prefer the six hundred to twelve hundred. Well, the
0: twelve hundred's got it obviously has more advantages than the six. Um, the 20 the is worth it, you know
1: right there I guess if you play uh, that, one percent of the game is the benefit. Oh, no, no, there's way more than that. I guarantee you, there is you do, way more than that. I guarantee than you, that. you, no more. You load up Wing Commander on the 600 and come at me with a smile on your face. You load up the Wing Commander on the 1200 and come at me with it's a smile. It runs face. okay. Yeah, it
0: runs okay. So, I'll have to ponder this for because the first thing that came to my mind, well, I'll tell you, if we if, if it wasn't if it wasn't limited to consoles or computers. The first thing I would do was get rid of whatever, like the uh, the original, uh, uh, what was that, what was the uh, original music player that, that Apple had that everybody would gaga over that was the idea of the iPod? iPod? Yeah, I'd get rid of that.
1: How could you not remember the name of the iPod? I can't,
0: because I'm not an Apple guy, but whatever would c- cause Apple to not run everything, I would get rid of that. That would be great, but I can't do that. So, the, the second thing that came to my mind was the Coleco Adam. <laughs> Because it ruined Coleco. That's true. Calica, that's a good that's a good choice. The, the ColecoVision was a was a competent mm-hmm. uh, 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 console that played great games. And so when you when you released that atom it killed it not only killed the the whole line of the ColecoVision, it killed the whole company. Dead, 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 dead. So that one comes to mind as one I would like to see. Because I like Coleco. They had a, they, yeah. they had a I good, Actually, I,
1: I bow down to that answer. That is But I mean, I thought about it. I'm like, listen, you can say the same thing about the Aquarius. Yeah, but, Starge, I mean, but, but, but... But I mean, I don't Mitchell think... I was the exactly right That's right. And
0: really, the thing is, even without the um, without the Adam, the, the Coleco may have went down strictly in the basis of the, of the fall. Okay? Um, the... Uh, it, so in terms of just if we focus strictly on the amiga you know uh, i agree with you to a certain degree the 500 was was a uh, was a hassle you know there are plenty of things but i mean it's still it was their biggest seller so just say to get rid of the biggest selling amiga just because you don't like it i feel i feel like that's i mean i understand why you don't like it because it's 2020 and it's a pain in our butt to try to use it we try, we struggled with it mightily. But I can't comfortably get rid of that. Well, that's fine. Uh, so uh, uh, I don't think there's any cons. I don't think there's any computer in the Amiga line you get rid of it to save the company. I don't think there's anything. No. Okay. No. So I'm going to probably go ahead and say just just because I'm a selfish man, I will say the Coleco Adam. But I don't know if that saves Coleco or not. it doesn't. It doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's for darn sure. All right, um, Paul. We got two more questions. Okay. Paul, aka Hermsky writes. Please talk us through how much time, preparation, boost show tech and research that goes into each of your shows. Well, I can I can tell you my side of it. Okay. And and, and I've
0: always Boat has been the man on on the other shows when it comes to the production and the of course the rigging, getting everything because 'cause we've tapered his place. And I and I do ARG and I've done ARG since he left, which was what are we, episode fourteen or something like that. Oh no, we did much more. We did more than that. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what number we're on now. 112 or something. So, uh, uh, but a, a given week, let's just say it's a normal week before we lost these shows. We would we would find out the games. Normally, we would find them out. I usually would find them out when Boat told me on the show. Now, I may have had the ability to find out what they were before that. I usually don't look because I don't. It spoils it for me. And then. I will probably start looking into the games on Monday. Usually, I, the weekend, because I've got to do ARG on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, I usually run around with my buddies or something when I can. So, I don't use it. And then, I'll spend, I'll just try to get the games in whenever I can during the week. And then, I do all the research uh, when I can uh, on breaks and stuff at work. And, and do and do all, And we, so I go through and research. And, and Bo, it's not like Bo doesn't do any research. He researches them, too. And we both research the games. I don't know, Bo has a different mythology when he does come to hit the way he does that stuff. But I, I'll go through and, and and write down I have a bunch of notes that I have to print out. Always more than I ever used. But you never know when you right. I've gotten called my pants down, I'm like, man, I didn't have enough information on this game. I look like a jerk. So I'm super paranoid about it. And I've got a structure and I keep almost up on Google Notes or Google Docs so I can get access to it. And then when we come to the when we, it's time to record, uh, normally when we go to boats, I'll come in, and Bo will generally just be chilling. He'll, he'll just got home from work or whatever, and we go down there and put the chairs in front of the desk and stuff, and then in front of the wall, and then boat will rig up whatever cameras and stuff. Every once in a while, he'll be ready to go, but, or even sometimes, if I'm late, he'll already be gone, uh, but, uh, and then once the show's over, uh, I head home, I've got to rush home, because my kid is waiting, and they're usually, I'm waiting for dinner. Now, I have, because I've got a lot of, like, parental responsibilities that I've, take care of during during the week so i'm always in a hurry and that's when boat really has to kick it in he's got to uh he's got to do any editing on the shows which and hopefully we don't have the any. only time
1: we ever do editing is when either of us says something real real dumb yeah well exactly. it, it has to be epically like, dumb yeah. or we have a big
0: throwdown on the right, show or right. something and or i mean there's been our technical issues yeah yeah so sometimes you have to stitch things together but normally and, and arg is the same way i don't normally have to edit it but then, so then we have to up, start uploading the shows to YouTube, which that's no problem. But then the real annoying or hard part of it is, uh, is you have to uh, strip out the audio and send the audio up to all, and boat does all this for all the shows for ARG, to strip all the audio out. Uh, and, I mean, when I say that, I mean pull the audio, i make MP3s of it, and then send those up to all the various feeds we've got, which since we went to Anchor, How many do you have? It's like five or six feeds. Yeah, and then because each show has its own feed, plus there's a
1: combined feed, Mm -hmm. and so and uh, then there's there's some commercial free feeds. Yeah, the the Patreon feeds and the uh, for the commercial free for the supporters. So that's like three, six. That's almost it's it's like eight. And And the thing is, is it's not like you're just putting the shows. You can't. It's not like YouTube where you just like. Put the files in there, and then they upload, and it's good. Like they've got to upload, and then they've got to process. And while you're doing that, you can't do anything else yeah. because of the way the anchor back end is no good. However, the anchor backend is the only way that we can actually make money from the podcast, other than Patreon. So we have to use it. Yeah. But um, and once it's up there, it's great. Yeah, yeah. But but you have to then you have to
0: manually split the episode. Right. Then you have to manually insert the ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have to uh, fill out all the the, the flavor text right. for the episode. Upload a picture or whatever. Now, Bo doesn't do this, but, I, you know, me and Brent will also, and Bo did this for years, and he still does it. I mean, he does the main thumbnail. I still uh, do it for Amigos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you have to make all the art. And I don't know about you, but I also have to, I can't tell you how many times I was doing it today, is fabricating logos and stuff, because a lot of these games don't have logos. Or you have to, like, for example, our show, uh, Nintendo games, the NES games, the 85, there's no logo. I can't just go steal one. I've got to go make one. That doesn't look. I try to make one that look like double, butt
1: so there's also a time where you're making, fabricating graphics. Yeah. And, and that workouts. was really, again, going back to why I left ARG. I had really gone off the deep end. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at those early thumbnails from ARG, the first ten episodes or so, I spent 15 times as much time making those thumbnails. You were like Brent, so dumb. And yeah. you know, Brent makes.
0: Brent sort of took over the thumbnails in ARG. Now right. they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because I can never do anything that good. Brent does like professional graphics and stuff. He's a professional, but so there's, there's that's the kind of stuff no one even thinks about. So just and, and we are the video section of our show is the is makes no zero money, makes no money. Right. So I don't often I'm sitting there trying to erase tiny little black dots, and I'm like, what in name <laughs> Like I worked on last week's episode of ARG for hours because ARG goes together totally differently than boat does, and I, I I completely do all the production before we do the show and then I produce it live. And so I've got everything in place and I'll sit there for hours tweaking little things and I'm like, what am I doing? I have I got like a hundred views or something like that. What am I doing this for? You know, and I, that's five cents and I have money, man. It, <laughs> it's funny, I, I look at our how things make money. Like I look at your Donkey Kong video, which is one of our top videos and it's made like less than a dollar or something like that. Then I look at video like uh, uh, my coin ops video, and somehow it's made a couple of bucks, and I'm like, what? Well, what is? What did God name? What, what is happening? Well, I don't know what's happening with YouTube, and right. you can't figure it you out. You can't but, figure it out. But when you're doing it, if you're doing this stuff on the level of a Kim, uh, a Kim or, or a Neil over at, uh, 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 over at Richard Man Cave, those guys are—they have big crowds of people watching their shows, and they should. They're great. We are doing it just... I don't know why. I really don't... Just because it's fun. I like producing the shows. And it's fun. It sounds like I'm complaining about it, but, I mean, I was—I worked last night to get our show ready for tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. Getting clips and playing the game, and mm-hmm. now it's a lot easier for me to get the game footage, and so it's fun, but it can also be... A, 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 it depending if you've got the time. Mm-hmm. It could be a monumental task, and so and on both sides... This isn't counting all the time that Boat had to do stuff like, like I don't know, it, like send out
1: Twitter messages and 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 do all that. Sort all the of social, social media stuff, stuff, which we don't, we, we don't. I, I sort of quit doing that because, I, it, again, it's 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 sort of ROI. It's it's you know, what's what's your return if you if you spend a ton of time going to Atari Age and Twitter and Facebook and posting all these things? First of all, for some people, you're just annoying them because you're spamming. Yeah, and for other people, they they already know about the show. So you know, I've sort of. But again, if you're doing it full time like Neil or Kim, you've got to do that because yeah. I mean, it's your livelihood. You so. know, even Doug. I think Doug was even in chat. Mm-hmm. I see Doug's name everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Like this dude is on top of it, right? You know, and he's he's got a growing show, video show, and which is a great show. And Doug does a lot of. I mean, those shows just don't get come. They have to do a lot of investigation. Doug is sitting there. I can just picture Doug in his little in his little Doug cave. And he's got all the, he's got all this action going. You don't and he's doing stuff with the video signals and stuff. It's complicated. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff to make like a, a thirty five minute video. So it, it Doug's great at it, you know. We are not, by any stretch of the imagination, we never even fancied ourselves. In fact, when we went to video, I was stunned. I remember when I walked in and you had a camera, I'm like, What the hell is that, boat? I had like, the oh, camera and the We're green gonna be on YouTube. I'm like, trouble, We are? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? And so but so we just naturally we enjoy you know, I enjoy the live streaming. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy looking at the finished product, and it's creative. I'm not a creative guy. but it's sort of like a creative outlet. Oh, sure, absolutely. You know? That's why I love doing the show. Uh, but uh, in terms of uh, the the amount of
1: stuff that boat was doing per week after the shows were done, was it was a lot. We would finish. We we usually we start at if we do a, a two or a three show, which for a long time we do three shows every week, as we do insert this two. Um, so I couldn't figure out why well, you kept the adding shows. Yeah. Uh, you know, we you would roll in at 5. We'd be done just before 8. And I would finish everything at about 11.45 yeah. on Friday night. It was – it's tough. Yeah. And and the thing is, with his new job I, – I mean, and we knew if he
0: got this job, things got to change because uh, aside from the Friday night that's completely gone, You, it's just all the prep work of mm-hmm. playing the game. And I yeah, – well, we could not have done another show. I couldn't. There's no way I could have yeah. handled, like, a, 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 doing another, it's like, a hamstrap show or something. <laughs> and, Roy, when you added the Atari show, of course, you didn't tell me you were doing it. That was a shoot. Mm-hmm. When I walked in, he said, he just started the show. I didn't know what he was doing. I thought, he's out of his damn mind for starting another show. You were. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: And we didn't give the, we didn't get to get get too far into the Atari show. And I loved it. We both love oh, yeah. the Atari. I what, love all the computers. That's our problem. We love all this stuff. Yeah, the and, problem is, is that I get real into a computer... And I want to talk about it. And so I'm like, well, why don't I just make another show? Yeah. So, really, what we should do is whenever we play a game we like, we should just talk about it and not even do, you know, and we can just talk about it. But hey, this game's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And then we're done. We're going to have to start another show.
0: No, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess, listen, we're not, I don't want to like a, a belly acre I could play it all the time. I've wasted or whatever. We actually, it's fun. Uh, and, and I don't know about, I can't. Listen, this is not a—unlike, say, like, LGR or, like, that's his job. This is his job. So this is what he does for a living. I don't know how much joy—I often wonder how much joy guys like that get out of what they're doing anymore because it's their job. Like, they have to do it. Right, Like, Like, you know— They can't take a week off. We never—we never never scratch that atmosphere. You know, we're—and we're—and like boats said, most people by now know who we are. I mean, if they wanted to—if you're an Amiga—I'm not saying, like, look, we're everywhere— But I mean, if you're into the Amiga and you want to hear a couple dipsticks in West Virginia talk about it, you know we're here, mm-hmm. and so you've probably either listened to us and we don't like us, or you or you caught us and you got sick of us, or you're still here. Right. You know, I don't know how many more fans there out to attract. Oh, you know, we just hit 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is a pretty good, and it's. I mean, we hit it early. You know, this is the earliest we've hit it. Usually every year we add a thousand right. people, mm-hmm. so it's it's gratifying to to get all to have people that many people subscribe to the channel and stuff but I mean uh, uh, we're not going out I'm not going to go out and and hunt and dig and scratch for people they can check us out and that's cool if they're into it and if they're not I can understand and that's really
1: that's the the big reason why we do the video is just because it's the it's the number one way to attract new people because YouTube is just it's where everybody goes and
0: Bo was right getting kicked off YouTube streaming was was great I was so pissed off when it happened but I Twitch streaming is a lot of fun. Yeah, Twitch a is a lot, lot of, more liberal about, they're not going to give you as much crap right. as, as YouTube. And we've gotten a lot of new people, too, through Twitch, so we're, we're happy about that. Yeah, so, and I'm even slowly uh, ascertaining what's happening. That, it took a while. Final question, Aaron. Oh, that wasn't it, huh? No. Okay. It
1: comes from Kate Fox. Oh, yes. She Kate, said,
0: the, the Macintosh librarian. That's right. Yes. Since we live in the land
1: of Moonshine, do you have any uh, personal Moonshine experience, either manufacturing or tasting? manufacturing i would i would blow myself <laughs> up and people don't realize the
0: amount of danger involved in oh. making moonshine yeah. i mean many people have been killed many have been killed it's a lot like uh, making uh meth right in mean, a lot of ways yeah. uh, you can you can blow yourself up mm. or catch yourself on fire mm. uh but uh, uh yes have, i've had moonshine many times uh it's it's no joke uh it's legit uh, people in the hills don't. I don't know about now. When I was a kid and when I was a young man, uh, people would bring it to work or bring the or hang bring it to, over to the house or whatever. I haven't had any legitimate moonshine for quite a while. It's been a, It's I don't have any one that I know that's currently getting it. You know, but uh, that's not. You know, people are like, oh, it's like half of them. it's that's real. That's legit, and there are still people making it. Listen, I work uh, for Breath of Alcohol in Kentucky. And and you would think a place like Kentucky, home of bourbon, sweet, the sweetest, the brownest the brown, sweet Kentucky bourbon. You'd think there'd be uh, people swimming in it. Well, there are plenty of dry counties. Mm-hmm. And, and up until uh, last year, I think, it, I don't know if it's still, it's not, but bourbon county in Kentucky was dry. Really? And it was bourbon county. Wow. You know, so uh, there are still places out there where you can't get readily get stuff and they go out and make it and still... Now you could get, you know, uh, a couple years ago, Matt and Chad came over to the house. They brought this. They brought
1: these uh, mason
0: jars. Mm -hmm. We got some moonshine. We were Gatlinburg. I'm like, oh yeah, let me have some of this moonshine. (laughs) This moonshine. I drank this stuff. This is moonshine like the soda pop over here. This stuff is weak. Yeah, because moonshine. It may come in a mason jar, but you don't fill up a cup and just go to work. This no. stuff is it's pure mean, green will, alcohol. It will blind you mm-hmm. if it's if it's not made correctly. Right. Uh, it will blind you, and uh, corn corn alcohol is the is the normal. That's the one I've had the most. They, make, they can other make other stuff, but that's the but you can make. Yeah, I mean people make liquor out of anything. But, but I've had it I, a, a bunch of times, and it is uh, it's so hard to listen. I've got a ironclad palate. You know me. I, and but it's so hard to drink that it's uh, it, it will it takes a, a delicate it takes someone that can really is very tough internally tough i wouldn't recommend it uh,
1: what about you i've never had the real stuff really never I'm, have um, you ever in, been around it mm-hmm, no uh of course you know i don't have um, my my parents are all came here from other places so we don't really have connections in the hills um but uh, I've had—I guess the closest I've ever drank is Everclear because that stuff is, that is, is pretty pretty strong. If you're if you're going to find an equivalency, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a grain, like
0: just grain or, or Everclear, is is. But I mean, even if you took and turned that up, I got a buddy. It would take swigs of that and shoot fireballs, All right, You know that shtick? Oh yeah, animal
1: house.
0: And mouse. And, uh, and he did. It. it was cool. I never I never forget one time at my backyard party when I was having it in the lake. that so he was doing that. And he asked his wife, "Just quick, get me a cup of water. I'm dying." She went and got him, and she was drunk off her butt, too, and she went and got him a cup, and he drank it, and she'd given him another cup of oh because it's clear. <laughs> and he about died. He was like, oh, because he took a big old swig of this, thinking it was water, you know. But uh, uh, it, that's as close as you can get. But the thing is, corn whiskey is a real unusual. There is a taste, but you have to get through the pain to get to the taste, and it is a kind of corny taste in a weird way, but it's it's super-duper potent. I mean and, and you know we've talked with our buddies remember those parties we saw where like Amiga Bill would go over to like uh, uh, Poland right. and they were pulling that truck out of the fridge yeah. and it was like homemade this homemade that and I thought to myself and I, I can only equate it to to what we had what I would had, had moonshine wise and I don't know uh, either that stuff just wasn't as strong as moonshine or these were the toughest men on earth because if it's, if it's as strong as moonshine and those dudes in Poland were just killing this stuff I mean they were just killing it yeah that would you would literally be killed right. if you tried that with moonshot right. you'd
1: die right. you, you'd be very careful well that's gonna draw this episode of Ask the Amigos to a close yeah man um, thank you for joining us everybody in the chat I guess we can see who is with us I've got my phone right here but it's I haven't too- really looked at it that much got 24 people in the chat
0: oh yeah gosh got a good crowd in man
1: here. It's real hard. They, I can a- tell
0: you who's in here. All right, tell we me. We've got Wishbone, Picard, make it so. pip if I made it. Doug, the 10-minute uh, Amiga Retrocast is in town. Uh, we've got uh, Christian Russel. We've got uh, Super Cruiser 5000. bark bit the Bark-a-bit uh, is in. Uh, we've got Wing Chun-Wolf, Bike Me. Bike Me. Bike Me. <laughs> Pixels mm-hmm. at Dawn, Horse. Uh, the ever-present, uh, Jan Holbro, Ella Curtis Boyle. L. Curtis Boyle just got off a marathon uh, Cocoa Talk. I was watching some of that earlier. So he he's doing double duty today. <laughs> um, Edvin was here. Uh, Ricky DeRosier Gosh, all of, our, all of our favorites. The Dunk. The Dunk was in town. Hermsky was in. So we had a good crowd. Uh, uh, Mitsuyama was here. Midgard seventy three, uh, Hermski Frodo and L was here. Brock one hundred and one. Um, gosh, can you believe this boat? There's a ton. I was surprised. I didn't think if this many people would show up and sit here and listen to us. So a good crowd. That's. I think that's the long and short of it. I'm sure I'm not going back too much further. Tons of people. Thanks for picking us up.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, today we're going to uh, cut this thing off and go eat cold pizza bows, I think. Mm. Sounds like, that's the way we do it in home state. Yeah, we do. You guys have a good uh, have a good evening, and uh, hey, maybe I'll be back on with some laser disaster later.
1: All right, see you guys.
0: Adios.